Eid Mubarak, my brother. Eid Mubarak, bro. Eid Mubarak. That is, that is, that is my name this week. Eid Mubarak Brown. Eid Mubarak to all our listeners out there. Hope you uh, hope you all had a, a lovely, a lovely. What was it? it? Was it was Friday? I think. Yeah, it was Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was, it was it was a nice, nice time. Nice, nice time. Amazing, man. How's uh, how's the family celebrating? Yeah, yeah. We just we to be honest, like um, Leicester being the only place in the world that's still under lockdown. It seems. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how we managed to do this. You know, it's yeah. I swear, I swear, people from Leicester back me up on this, right? Because. I remember hearing that we were like last to get a lot of coronavirus. Like there was, mm-hmm. there was, it was everywhere. Obviously, London was was crazy, um, but we were like somehow skating by, and then it's gone from some places, and now we're just like hanging on to it like it's fashionable. Like what's all this? <laughs> um, it is fashionable, man. It's the only thing the world gives shit about right now. <laughs> tell me about it. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we've, so we've still got it. We've still got kind of locked down. And then I think I think I don't I don't, I don't watch the news, so I don't I don't know. But um, one of my clients actually told me on on Friday morning he was saying that there was an announcement on Thursday night at ten o'clock or something talking about yeah. how uh, lockdown was still like in effect and you could there was no greeting and no meeting and almost like they did like up the measures. I don't know this. Like I'm I'm, I'm talking okay. on uh, what I think he said. Um, so yeah, it was just like. We weren't supposed to meet in two big two big groups, which which we really didn't. Um, it wasn't that it wasn't like a lot of family. It was just a little bit of family. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think any time, any kind of time where now, especially when you're allowed to meet with people and just mm. have that mix, so nice, so nice, just to have people people around. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, people were kind of some like, through through the actual time where we were at my cousin's house, Bilal's house actually. Um, mm. We were we were there, and um, sometimes people would drop in. And they would just stay for a couple of minutes and they would just shoot out rather than kind of staying and, and kind of being amongst. Um, but it was just nice, man. It was a nice break. It was a nice kind of uh, occasion. Uh, even though like, what I remember last time it was Eid, because we have two Eids, right? People who uh, mm. think, oh, it's Eid all the time. What are you guys playing at? Like, uh, <laughs> so um, it was worth celebrating. Yeah, man, that's the one. That's the one. I was, I was joking with my mate, my mate Elliot. I was saying like, if you want more followers, you just have two Christmases. Like, it's pretty easy. <laughs> pretty easy. <laughs> just like double the fun. But, <laughs> um, so so uh, we have like a a small Eid and a big Eid, right? One of them is after Ramzan, where we finish mm-hmm. fasting, and then Eid on the Eid on the end of it. And the one of them is to mark the start of uh, Hajj, uh, which is like pilgrimage and, and all that stuff. So uh, this is that. This is that Hajj one. And um, yeah, yeah, just just. Having that time with family, having that bit of break, even though the mosques aren't open, um, it's nice. It's nice. Super chilled yeah. out, man. Super chilled out. Yeah, wicked. Um, and, yeah, uh, tell me what you know about um, the the Hajj, uh, the Eid for Hajj. Is it the so you're saying it's marking the start of Hajj? Yeah. So basically, I'm. I'm do you know what? I don't know that much about it, but the, but but what mm-hmm. we, were, we were discussing on the day was that it's a it's a pilgrimage it's a basically we retrace the steps of people who have done through history right so there's certain kind of places that have historical significance and religious significance um through the through the like culmination of islam in saudi and in the surrounding areas right so like it would have been uh said that said um, prophet or said person who has uh, importance within the religion has gone to this place so other pe- people kind of followers of today will go and visit that place and there's like there's there's um, what's the word 
I don't want to say rituals, but it's like mm, there's just things to do at each one of these places. If I can, if I can put it that way. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of as much as I know about it. It's something I'm, I'm learning more about myself. But um, yeah, it's it's that's the that's the that's the significance of of this time is that there's like a right. few there's about I think ten days beforehand where there's separate things that happened on those ten days. Um, obviously, way back in the day, but then it culminates with the actual final day, which is when we do eat. Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, 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 cool. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know much about. It. I didn't know this was the. This is the big one then. So it's like yeah. the one after fasting is the the little one, the little kinda, guy. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you know okay. one thing I got to got to really shout out is that like, I've got a lot of people like clients and friends and just acquaintances over the years, who make a big point to like wish Eid Mubarak to people, which I think is super mm. nice. Like that. That's yeah. uh, and obviously like yourself and like loads of other people who just you're not of the you're not of like you're not Muslim you're not of like a um, our culture, whatever Islam, whatever, but um, not culture, religion. Um, but I just find there's a lot of like n- well wishes and like that kind of stuff at this time of year, which is which is really nice. Like just like yeah. thank you, thank you to the rest of the, the rest of the world for acknowledging this because it, it it is it is cool. It is cool. It shows that people out there. Um, the last couple of years, like Islam, kind of got a bit, a little bit, a little bit mm. kind of up and down through like newspapers and people. Also, people who just give us a bad name, but mm. shows that. That there's just cool people out there who want to just celebrate and say say congratulations. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've noticed that a lot. I always notice that. We eat time, like well, I've got Hindu friends, Sikh friends, Christian friends, non-religious friends. It doesn't really matter. They're they're all yeah. they're always up there saying like even by and how you have a great day and all this kind of stuff. So it's really nice. Yeah, amazing man. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nice. Nice to be able to spend that time with the fam this week. Uh, this week as well. Then. Too right, too right. Who you been spending your time with? Because uh, someone's been uh, <laughs> someone's been putting it upside you, man. What is this? <laughs> Scar Scar Brown, man. My first name change, episode seventeen, and it took this long. Is uh, uh, we got, got to got to do some park jitsu yesterday. It was pretty jokes, man. Exactly. <laughs> park that's it. That's what we're calling it. It's like uh, got some grappling down in the park with uh, with a few friends, which is pretty sweet. And um, yeah, just one of those things. Like uh, you, fit, it was great because it's like it's in the park. The sun. There's good weather, there's good people, there's playing some music while we're rolling as well. It's like easy couple hours go by without even thinking about it. And um, yeah, and it's just one of those things, you just come home, you're about to jump in the shower, you look at your face in the mirror, you're like, what the, what's this? Where did this come from? You know, I don't even know where it, what it is. Don't even know what happened. Don't even know, like, was it because I was basing out on my head at one point? Was it because somebody <laughs> just like scratched me or something? It's like, don't even know, don't even know what happened. I love it. And uh, yeah, so I got this nice little line going down there we go, there we go. The, the side of my head. And uh, yeah, it just made me think of the Lion King, innit? <laughs> scar. Too right. Too right, man. I like it. It's probably a decent scar, man. It is a decent like, size. I don't know. It'll probably go away after a few days. It's one of those like surface level scratches, but it was just, yeah, uh, yeah. it's just like, I don't know where it came from. And that's the, that's the beauty of jits, right? <laughs> that's the one. That's the one. Like, ah, I'm hurting. I don't know how, I, I don't know how this happened. Yeah, exactly. Something always yeah, man, it's wicked. It's like, because uh, you've been training for a bit with uh, TJ, right? Mm-hmm. Like you guys have got back into it. So when I was home last week, I rolled with Shad for the first time. And um, and then this week, it was, yeah, with a few friends. And it was just kind of like, oh, we're going to be meeting in a park and let's just do it. It's like wicked. 
And so that's twice I've rolled basically throughout since lockdown started and then since before. So for me, it just felt like I was doing something new all over again. Yeah. And I think I, I think I told you last week as well, where it felt like uh, it's like a movie that you've seen a while ago and you remember enjoying, but you don't remember the scenes, you don't remember the bits, you don't remember the dialogue. And while mm. you're watching it, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember this bit. And then the next <laughs> scene comes like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. And then he says this. And then and then, and then then it just pieces itself together because that's the thing with the techniques or with the with the drilling or what's supposed to happen next. So I was just like, oh, I've done the first bit. Oh, I don't know what to do with the second bit. Oh, I've just had my car past <laughs> Oh, now I'm inside control. And he's like, oh, okay, well, now I get to work on uh, recovering my guard. And he's like, okay, I've got to try and recover my guard. Oh, I forgot to do this bit. Oh, this, but it was good because you know the flow started coming back about halfway through and just started feeling like oh yeah this is what grappling is all over again and uh, yeah, it was good fun man it was good fun to good fun to do it again and just yeah came home because it was like an hour walk away as well nice so uh, which was nice is like in the in the weather that we had so hour walk there train hour walk back and it was just like spent at the end of the day mm. basically um just like got some good munching and just basically just lay there on the couch, just having a conversation with my housemate, just not moving. It's pretty mm. sick. <laughs> Love it, man. Love it. That sounds that's like a productive park jitsu session, man. Yeah, exactly. I was <laughs> just uh, Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It was good. It was just good. It was just like, it was almost like if somebody said drill, like you want to do drilling, I would have been like, nah, I'd, I've got nothing to drill. I just need to get back into it and just see what I remember and see what I forget. Yeah. And then it just all came together that way. Um, so yeah, it was good. It's good to do that, man. Really good, really good to be that physical. Really good to be with people. Get get some hugging going on. Yeah, <laughs> no, none of that social distancing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like it's not um, not necessary now. So uh, yeah, so it was uh, yeah, it's good. It's That's good, pretty man. sweet, man. That's pretty sweet. Well, what what did you find that you you uh, you remembered? What was the what was the go to? from from jiu-jitsu whether it be like i assume there wasn't much like standing up was it more kind of from the knees yeah it's more like uh so there was enough mats but we had uh four basically a square of four but mm. um but i would yeah i would just basically yeah we started low but i would just like stand up because try and work my standing standing mm -hmm. pass game nice, nice. and um so yeah that's the thing that i remember just that sequence of like standing pass getting side control work the head and arm and then try and uh, try and execute that. Basically, the um, Silvio classics. Si exactly, Silvio classics. The Silvio specials. The and, greatest. Um, hits. <laughs> yeah. Could you That's a great one. It's like there's a soundtrack for each one of these devastating <laughs> chokeholds. You know, it's like uh, what would be the soundtrack for the head and arm? Is like oh, <laughs> "Protect Your Neck" by Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> That's working. That's, that's yeah. the one. That's, that's the exactly that's what it's gonna be. So that'd be like that's that's the first thing that I think of. But yeah. then uh whatever like uh but there wasn't oh uh but I just built uh, got into a bit more of a flow mm. with it in terms of oh, what am I actually doing and uh for like overall because people have like different games and every, like everybody was a higher level than me as well and um so it's like, all right, what are they doing? And what can I do to counter that? And then also, what can I do to impose myself a little bit more as well? So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was just basically a lot of it was just piecing stuff together as well. So the first thing I was thinking about was, yeah, pass the guard, get and try and work the head and arm yeah, from side control. And then 
other than that, it was just uh, bits and pieces where I found myself as, oh, okay, yeah, I need to do this to recover the guard from this position. Or if I'm at the bottom, then, okay, they're standing up, like try a <laughs> kiss the dragon, uh, try a, um, yeah, if they kneel down again, like, okay, what can I do from butterfly? So it's like just little bits and pieces, basically. And what's cool about it is, is just realizing that there's probably like 20 or 30 things that I tried. And that's a lot of things, but it's mm. just being able to finish them off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so it's yeah. like the sequences that come from that. So the cool thing is, is there's there's uh, there's lots sitting in there, but I just mm. need enough practice and enough um, training time to actually put it all together so that it's actually effective. And um, and that's what started happening as we started to go along. Is like, oh, okay, from this bit, I've just got to that bit. I forgot the rest of it. Oh, the next bit is this. So the next time it happened moved on to that um mm. so yeah it was just cool man it was just good to engage the brain like that and good to be around some people good to just yeah just be physical like that again man sounds was, fun man. Uh, sounds sounds good. like the, the flow the flow yeah. like uh was what was it like kind of uh handling another person's weight again you know when like kind of the first time mm. like I, I i find that for instance if i'm if i'm inside control on somebody right now i feel a little bit you know, if you don't want to put too much weight into the person and you want to almost yeah. like kind of just flow with it. But yeah, um, yeah. likewise, when somebody's laying on top of you or someone's got your back or someone's got your, someone's on your, on your mount, you usually find that the first time that happens again, you're just a bit like, oh shit, like kind of yeah. this, is, this is a bit, a uh, bit intense and you have to almost use a bit of strength. Whereas you want to mm. use technique and you want to kind of be calm, have your wherewithals. Did it, did it kind of push you into that, into that um, fight or flight kind of, uh, panic or did you did you find yourself kind of uh just being calm in the position and just like flowing with it yeah it was all right actually no it's good um let me think about that for a second were there a couple of times i think okay so there were times with uh like the leg lock game so a couple of the guys in they're trying it and they're pretty new at doing it as well and um, but i've got like pretty much zero familiarity with it like uh, so the times that we have trained in the past is like months and months ago and it was like a one-off type thing and didn't really get a chance to um think about it in more detail and do it some more but so the guys were trying that stuff and i was like kind of I wouldn't even call it deer. It wasn't even, no, it wasn't even like deer in headlights. It was just more like, okay, I, I have no idea what's going on here. Mm, like mm. I'm in a saddle position, but I mean, I don't know how I got here. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where, where this is about to go. And just kind of really being alert to the tap as well. It's like, if I do feel the heel hook coming on, just, just, um, just be smart about it. Don't try and tough it out or anything like that. Um, it was more just extra awareness as opposed to freaking out. Um, I don't think, mm. yeah, I don't, I, to, I don't tend to freak out. I just tend to try and be as cerebral about it as possible. Just like try and stay calm and just work from there. Unless it's like super uncomfortable because mm. <laughs> that's, mm. that's when your brain's like no time to be calm, man. <laughs> just mm. fucking that's but, the uh, Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah, yeah, with the leg lock stuff is more like a bit more hyper awareness <laughs> with, being mounted and having my back taken it was just trying to work usual defenses and um, trying to stay um stay on top of that kind of thing um mm. yeah so it was, yeah it was good to do that really good to feel out all those different positions again whether it was in a whether i was in a good position or whether i was in a bad position but especially mm -hmm. the bad ones because i feel like the first thing i really want to make sure i've got going is um being able to defend myself in precarious positions uh, uh, good job man good job yeah yeah, yeah. That, that's that's the like 
good offense is, is a good defense, right? Just kind of make sure, make yeah. sure you're safe and then uh, mm. and play from there. Yeah, man, I look forward to yeah. it. I look forward to just like, getting back to, to yeah. Rays or getting back to just kind of driving down all week and just riding with you guys. That would be yeah. really fun. Yeah, yeah. but definitely, yeah, definitely. TJ's, TJ's been talking about it loads. Come down, get get Sylvia oh, involved. That, um, that'd be great, man. That'd be awesome, man. That'd be awesome. Just, yeah, just be do wicked, a full, yeah. full on hell session in the park. And yeah. Just like finish off with some, like, just do some laps. That's the so, so, <laughs> yeah. like, imagine just going to lunge, lunge the whole park now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, man. Lunge the whole park. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's not enough. Here's some cabbells. Yeah, that's not enough. Put put Umar on your back. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there were those games we used to play, like, where, yeah. where it was, uh, if you, it was like knee taps, right? It was like knee taps. Yes. Yeah. You start with knee taps and start with, like, toe, toe touches or whatever, or like mm. um, arm drags or something. And then if you, if you lost, you had to carry your your counterpart like around the map <laughs> or like squat with them ten times. I'd, I'd always like I'd always feel bad for the person I was with. I was just like, if I was paired with somebody, I was like, I'm really heavy. I'm sorry. I'm really heavy. Like, like, <laughs> I almost I want to lose this so I could like yeah. just I'll just I'll just squat you. It's okay. Don't worry. Yeah. Like putting me on their back and they're just like, oh, you can see see the person That's just like oh, I don't want to do this. I don't, <laughs> don't want to bend my legs right now because they won't they won't they won't they won't straighten afterwards. They will just bend it, continue bending into the ground. That's funny, man. That's why it always ends up being you and Sam, right? It's like yeah. Sam struggling to, to hang it. Yeah, exactly. Even though it's still like a fifteen to twenty, yeah, probably like a twenty kilo difference. Still there, he's like, yeah, he could take it. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. But to be honest, I'm I'm coming down and wait. I've, I've been kind of uh, mm. with with Nick. I've been I've been almost like staying at. Uh, I think I started with him. I was at one o four, tipping one o four, one o five, and now I'm like solidly been one o two for the last like four weeks nice. four four yeah. or so weeks and then kind of holding it now i'm sure that like this next week we'll be into the 101s i've been to the 101s a few times actually we're 101.9 um but 101.8 but now i'll be tipping down hopefully holding the 101s just really slowly doing it slowly slowly yeah. doing it. whereas like kind of strength is actually going the other way it's going up in a few nice. movements so like yeah just getting leaner slowly just dropping off dropping off the shit you don't need yeah, yeah, man, yeah. come back come back and uh be 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 ready be ready yeah, yeah, great! Hit yeah. the ground. Double, <laughs> double digits. Double digits is a, is a scary place, man. For me, it's just like yeah. I spent so long in triple digits, being like, "What the fuck is this double digit bullshit?" Like ninety nine. What do you mean ninety nine? I look at your scale. I missed, like, the, oh. yeah. I missed the one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's my that's my security. That's my comfort. No, I'm just a, I'm just a, I'm just a two. Like I'm just a two digit guy. I'm scary. How, yeah. I'm just two digits. Uh, it's like it's. Piece of me literally gone missing right there. <laughs> with, uh, with how how sustainable is uh, double digits for you? How good do you feel? How comfortable um, do you feel? To be honest, the last time I was at double digits was when I did my photo shoot with UP, and I was that was 2017. I got down to 97, wow. and it didn't last because obviously I was like just like didn't didn't rebound, but I just ate afterwards. I ate properly, kind of like well, I think I went to family's house afterwards, and uh, I, no, actually I came home. I came home the weekend off, and it was like three days off went back at like 103 and then I, you know what i'm not actually people will do this with photo shoots isn't it like you hear it like they'll go into a photo shoot and they'll they'll lose crazy amounts of weight and then they'll just rebound up and go up like i heard once i uh, have one of my actually one of my old managers gained like seven 17 kilos i think it's 17 kilos that he after he gained after he, he had a photo shoot but to credit to the guy he got In what time? diced he got, I think he, I think he gained 17 kilos in about a week, you know, about a week. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that bonkers? Isn't that bonkers? Like, like, I remember this guy being like ultra, ultra militant on his diet. And just be, to his credit, like he looked amazing, like super diced, super, like, like anatomy chart. Like he was super diced. But then wow. 
just the rebound afterwards was like, oh, goddamn, are you the same person? Yeah. Like, I don't, do I recognize you? Um, but yeah, that's one thing I'm pretty happy about is that for even from that, which was three years ago, um, obviously training like a more like a bodybuilderish like training style. Um, I didn't put loads of weight back on. Like the heaviest I've been since then, I've been like 107, 107, and even that's like that's that's I've eaten a lot to get to 107. You know, I mean, I, just, I think I naturally feel pretty good uh, around 103, 104. But now, nice. yeah, man, bringing it down, bringing it down. Hopefully, just create a new baseline. Could be optimal yeah, yeah. at, at sub 100. Yeah, wicked. That's you know what has got me thinking about um, the the trade off of being that lean. So, because everybody's like you know sees the cover model, sees you look a certain way where you're super chiseled and like yeah, it's a beautiful look. You know, it's like it shows you what the human body is cap- capable of looking like, but not just what that looks like. Is uh, you know what um, yeah what it what it's cap- what it's just basically capable of overall, like in terms of physique, um, in terms of physical capacity. Um, but then there's clearly a trade-off because there's the video that um, I think one of your friends put up where you guys are training in the gym and I was, and I watched it and she was talking about basically having people who help you level up around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, oh yeah, Emily, uh, Emily, yeah. Yeah, em- that's it. And um, so she put that video up and you reposting your stories. I had a look at it and, um, and I was just like, I was inspired by it because you're doing these front squats and you're just grunting your way through. You're just like, ah! Ah, I was like, "Damn, bro, that is that's that's giving me a charge." <laughs> By watching this, that is going to make me go go hard for the next round, uh, next time I trade. But um, but you said you like you had nothing left for legs when you yeah, were dieting yeah. down like that, and so the question for me is like being able to get that shredded. How sustainable is it? What kind of impact does it have on you mentally, not just mm. physically? Mm. Uh, to be honest man i that dieting period was mm. couple uh, you've got to take into account the whole picture right like this mm. is really interesting like the last week of, of jordan shadow's course i just finished it and uh, we'll, we'll talk, touch on that later because it was mm. epic man the whole thing is just epic can't wait to start um, myself yeah oh yeah yeah i forgot about, that. I forgot about it um respect to you for hooking me on yeah buddy yeah buddy um so what was i gonna say um yeah taking the whole person's whole life into account right and at the time i was working with up i was i was doing all the hours trying to do all the hours um feeling the stress of like wanting to perform for this company move up in the company earn a wage earn a good wage like um just spinning all those plates living out for the first time um everything right so stress level is generally quite high and then Mm -hmm. you put on top of that like restricted eating put on top of that like here's a date you've got to nail this date you're going to get a tan for this date you're going to freaking shave everything for this date and like show up, show up looking right there's a, there's a bit of bit of sweats that come along especially from a person who's been 180 kilos right like there, there's, wow. there's, there's a little bit of like body body kind of like uh, are we going to be ready like, obviously you, you can take your top off but sometimes you're just a little bit like oh, i don't know if i'm if i'm in good shape or not that kind of plays in your mind a little bit so um rolling all those things in um and then not because you're not on the great that, that amount great amount of calories sometimes sleep is a little bit up and down then you roll it into the big ball and you're just like oh shit um you end up kind of sometimes scraping by and your question is de- definitely definitely uh, legit because i don't think like it depends it depends on, on the goal right so like is it optimal for a somebody who has to go and perform in like say a jiu-jitsu setting or like uh mma boxing all this kind of stuff like is it optimal for you to be diced for that don't think so 
Like, mm. I, I think you need like just all your bodily functions to be at that homeostasis where everything's just chill. Everything's happy. Your, 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 your fluid levels are good. Your, your mineral levels are good. Your stress levels are fairly minimal. You've tapered your training off until the, until the day. But, um, I think in that setting where it's like, you've got to look a certain way and you show up and you've got to kind of be conditioned. Like it's often said, right. You, um, people, when bodybuilders are on stage, they look amazing, but they actually feel like shit. And that's, mm. that's, yeah, it's, it's fine for the stage because no one's trying to take your head off. But if you were in a, a boxing ring, if you were in an MMA cage, like I wouldn't want to be that way. No way. No way. Yeah. Yeah. That's sometimes you look at like DC, right? DC's body mm. shape. And he's yeah. like, for people who don't know, Daniel Cormier, um, he's a big guy. Like, like to the, to the average world, he's fat. Like he's like, mm. he's just a big chunky guy. And, um, but he performs like an animal. Like he performs yeah. like like you wouldn't believe and uh it's like a credit like does he if he lost the weight if he was like chiseled jawed and, and like totally six-packed all the way to to his to his to his uh to his pelvis like would that actually help him or would it actually be a hindrance because because he performs so mm. well being being like what we call overweight but he's not he's just he's just a beast yeah that's his body shape and size right he's stacked like that yeah, it's yeah. um yeah because the interesting thing is uh having the view that that is the pinnacle of health mm. like yeah, to be able to look like that but then the description there is is you're on stage if you're gonna if you're gonna do it to that level you actually feel like total shit. it's just the, the look has gone beyond what it is to be actually healthy internally right mm. mm -hmm. and then if um what kind of play do you think there is with that so you for example getting to 97 and and feeling like the shred <clears throat> and um and then you know just a week later you're back up to like 101 102 is like what how much um how much room do you think there is for that being sustainable is it like it's for it to, it's only sustainable for like literally that moment for that day for the shoot or and or is it that there's a a period that it can be sustained for or do you need like a like you know is it a one percent to five percent kind of give either way in terms of how much uh, weight you want to have on you uh or is it more than that is it ten percent like you that range where you feel comfortable mm -hmm. uh, to be able mm -hmm. to sustain that like uh, what is it what is it for you personally and um yeah what is it for you personally so i think it's it's um on the day, I mean, I mean, I'm no expert in this, right? It's, a, it's only the, the one and only to this date photo shoot I've ever done. Right? I've uh, mm. obviously taken clients through them and everything else, but but that's the only one that I've I've done, right? And I'd say that for that day, you'd almost want to push it as far as you could push it, because obviously mm. the, the goal is to have a photograph that you can look back on and be like, okay, this is what I achieved last time, and you want that photograph to be the best that you could go for. Now, is it? Is it sustainable? To be honest, I think where I got to, I could have sustained it for a little bit longer and proven like, I I think I dieted down from when I started at UP, I was at 120 odd kilos and I got down, oh, this is a course of, of the course of a couple of months. Um, mm. But when I actually started my like prep, I think I was about 114, 115 kilos. So lost that much of weight and lost that, that much amount of weight. But then when I rebounded back up again, I've only gone up five kilos. 
like five, mm. six kilos. And it shows that like kind of I, I'm actually happier being closest to that 97 than I'm close to the 914. And mm. um, that probably just shows that it is probably quite sustainable, if I'm honest. Um, mm. And then like the things that I mentioned earlier in terms of dealing with the stress of work, getting used to the pace of London, getting used to living out, getting used to being away from family, all those stresses start to become normal again. So your baseline of stress kind of comes down, you're dealing with it better, and you're not like, you're not freaked out. I remember I used the jujitsu term earlier, like, oh, did you, did you get, were you a bit like scared almost when somebody kind of jumps on top of you and mounts you or side control? Um, you're not, because you're like, I've been here before. Like, I've, I've, mm. I've gotten, it's become normal now. So um, I think the longer you, you hold it, um you can you can actually maintain it and that's that's my goal now is like this this trickling down effect rather than kind of crashing down looking to lose like one or like 0.8 percent of my body fat body uh body weight per week i'm not looking to do that i'm looking to lose what 0.1 percent or 0.2 percent across like a month i want to really slowly taper it down and uh, that means that when i get down from what 103 which was holding quite comfortably like five weeks ago to 102 my body's not freaked out there's no there's mm. no like oh my god this is this is this is extreme like that yeah. um that just makes it super 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 maintainable and then i can then decide like what i want to do because it's 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 not freaking me out to be here i'm, I'm not mm. i'm not like counting every single calorie i mean i, I am mm. I, I do i do know what i'm eating but it's not like it's just not a stress you know yeah. I mean? that's that's what, what i think people uh if it's like a full gung-ho effort then yeah go down do it be there and push yourself for that obviously make sure you're healthy enough to do that but then when you want to come back up again just be aware don't blow the doors off because like that's, <laughs> that becomes super super demoralizing right? unless you're the right kind of mindset it's hard to come back from that um but i think you'll find you find that if you can go down and then be chill with being down you can sustain a fairly lean physique all the time and like I think mm. personally i think that's 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 best for health that's best for everything right yeah yeah cool yeah that's mm. what i'm that's why i hear as well is like um the ability to if you're doing it fast you're going to rebound fast but if mm. you're doing it slow like just what you described there is like doing it in that casual pace making it work week on week month on month as opposed to day to day hour to hour just really focusing on everything you're doing then your ability to maintain that is a lot higher because you've done several things over that slow period of time that's become your new lifestyle basically over a slow period of time it's become more of a habit to be able to get to them to be able to sustain that and then yeah physiologically your body's just able to respond to that and actually hold on to it because it, it understands the new homeostasis that you're at yeah yeah and, and if you're like if you're breaking yourself to get down then mm. you've got to realize that like some people will do like 30,000 steps a day to try and to try and burn body fat and they're eating 900 calories a day and they're sleeping very little because they have to get up and they have to work out or whatever. Do you realize that like you're a product of what you do, right? And if you can't continue to do those things, then you will just go up and wait. So then, mm. then when that happens, it's like, it freaks people out. But really it's a case of do the least and get the most right like if you're playing this card i want to rinse this card for everything it's worth and mm. not kind of not have um not have me play all my cards at one time and then just go yeah. for full full um what's the word for kind of to to all the things i now need to do to keep up this progress yeah
Yeah, yeah, yeah. from outline, I do the least to get the most. Just minimum mm. effective dose. There you go. There you go. Yeah, man. Especially when it's your health concern, right? Like you don't want to, yeah. you don't want to just break yourself. And then this, this is a lot of the world. I think, I think they don't really understand sometimes. Uh, it's, it's. If you're under stress anyway, and you think you're under stress, then adopting more stress is something that you need to be very, very cautious about doing. And I think mm -hmm. if you're somebody who like who is under a lot of stress and doesn't deal with the stress you're currently under, it's not going to last, man. It's not going to last. Yeah, you're, you're you're just you're just you're just inviting on the straw that's going to break the camel's back, right? Like you're you're just yeah. beckoning it forward. Um, whereas if you're somebody who can kind of like go through the process appreciate the little bits appreciate the fact that some days your weight's going to go down some days it's not going to go down um and then be be chill about it obviously still stick to the process um you're going to be able to get down and feel comfortable at that low weight and um and not not feel like overburdened by by a scale weight not feel overburdened by um lack of calories sometimes you, you, you take it in your stride right because you've yeah, dealt with the, dealt with the stress yeah, big time. And yeah, you, like you said, you've been there, you've done that, you know, you've done it in the smart, controlled way where it's become the new lifestyle. It's easy mm -hmm. for you to hold it. And then I think there's also something to be said for being okay with a a 5% bounce back, you know, is like, this is your maintain, maintain, maintenance range mm. as opposed to, I need to stay at, in your case, I need to stay at 97 kilos. <laughs> it's like, no, it's fine. It's fine if you go up to 100. You know, it's fine if you go up to 101. It's just because um, you're still good. You still feel good at that category or that weight. Mm -hmm. And um, and it's a lot more sustainable, I think, to think of it in terms of ranges as opposed to being a weight mm -hmm. as well. Because, um, I think another thing you need to consider is like, you know, average human being eats about three to four pounds of food every single day. You know, it's like that's nearly two kilos worth of food. And, you know, the amount of water you got to drink you wake up in the morning you're lighter than when you go to bed at night so there's a two mm -hmm. kilo range that could happen in just a day let alone over the course of a week or a month and so if mm -hmm. you're going to be unhappy and unsatisfied about um being a little bit heavier uh than what your goal weight is then you, you're always going to be unhappy because it's uh by by that definition because you're always going to be going up and down in weight yeah, on a given yeah. day and like uh you know i can I can say it as well. Like I came back from my parents uh, last week, just feeling chubs. Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, I was I actually, I put myself on the scale. I was the heaviest I'd been uh, in a long time. I was 77.9 kilos. Yeah. Right. And, your parents uh, do that to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't really blame them for it entirely because like, uh, <laughs> I'm like I, I'm, I'm two kilos. So when I started, um, when I started training again, like and just getting at least twice a week consistent training in, under my belt mm. in terms of strength strength work, I was like 73. I was in like, I would wake up and some days I would wake up and I was like 71.6 or something like that. So, I mean, yeah, so it was a big difference. So what I ended up doing first was like, uh, I mean, you saw the journey as well, but like I was putting on muscle, but I was shedding a lot of fat at the same yeah. time. And in, so in the space of three months, I just basically had dropped like a kilo in a bit because I'd mostly, I was in a calorie deficit. I mostly got rid of fat first, but I was still packing on some muscle. Mm. And then since the like uh, lockdown period, I'm like, I feel like I'm more, um, I'm definitely fuller in terms of like I've just got more muscle like mm. going into going into lockdown. So I was starting to hover around 
waking up at 74 ish and um but yeah just with the extra little bit of being sedentary during lockdown um then the combination of yeah, like going to my parents place for a week and stuff like that um i've noticed that my weight has gone up and yeah like now i'm waking up at about 76 roughly and um so but i'm i'm feeling good right i'm feeling mm, decent mm. i feel like okay i can still redress that fat to muscle mass balance but uh to uh it the initial thought was is like, oh shit i'm getting a bit heavy but then mm. i started thinking actually if i just look at my physique and if i look at the um the level of fat that i've got in my body is like it's actually it's no worse than um uh, yeah, it's not bad. Basically, let's put it that way. It's, it's not something that I can't uh, can't handle. And um, yeah, so I was like, okay, this is interesting. So I'm actually getting bigger, but the the leanness is uh, is still there as well. And I can get myself leaner if I have to. Yeah, if yeah, I, yeah. If I, have to, I feel like it's necessary. So that's why it's important to think of a range. Because if I start thinking, fuck, I'm 76 now, or 76.1 or whatever it is, and uh, I'm used to being around 74 and still feeling good at that is that's why the number on the scale doesn't matter completely because there's other things you need to judge it by mm. and the other thing is it's like, how do you actually feel it's like oh actually i actually feel pretty decent you know i actually yeah, feel yeah, pretty yeah. good I feel like i've got energy i feel like uh, like you know I've, my fitness has improved during lockdown i've at least maintained strength and muscle mass during this period so uh, things ain't bad <laughs> so think of it as a range as opposed to think of it as just that one number that you gotta stick at right that's a total shout. I, think, I think a lot of people could uh definitely benefit from that because it, it's it's that fixation right but fixation comes from this this industry which is so like if you're not this then you're shit if you're not like <laughs> right on the money then you ain't sh then you ain't nothing it's just like come on yeah there's um there's a reason why we all have different lives. We all have different kind of, everyone's normal is different, right? So it's like, yeah. just figure Dude, out you're, what's... You're talking about being normal at 103. I'm talking about being normal at 75 kilos. This there, you is like it's there you go. There's a difference yeah, between man. people. How, how tall are you, G? Right, um, uh, 180 centimeters. So just 5'11 and a bit. 5'11? Yeah. 5'11, okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, you're, you see, you you're, you and Bilal are like a similar weight, um, mm. but he's 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 five seven, five eight. He's shorter than you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah he stocky. definitely looks stocky. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. He's like a, he's a little little runt man. He's just, this guy's yeah. like stocky and strong. He's uh, yeah. it's hilarious. Like we had this. This is this is this is how we celebrate Eid, right? So um, we they they went over to we went over to Bilal's house in the morning. We had our festivities there. And the evening, mom, my mom cooked, and they all came to our place. And uh, in the evening, we ended up going out into into my like square of garden. My mom, my mom just paved it last year, and it's like mm. a, it's almost like square of a boxing ring, but it's like it has a tiny, slight, tiny angle, like not not drastic. Like if you ran mm. down it, you wouldn't notice that you're on you're on a slight decline. And sure. um, we ended up having like a, a body body spa, which is not like a therapeutic treatment before you before you get a. Uh, where you kind of think it is it's like a, it's like basically boxing but you can only hit the body right yeah yeah so uh, with that with an R on the end of the spa <laughs> yeah. there you yeah. go there you go yeah um so it was like me and bilal and his his younger brother amar and uh it's so interesting looking at the different body shapes like i'm obviously i'm not taller than bilal i'm a lot longer my arms are like crazy monkey arms and um yeah. bilal's obviously a lot shorter so he's like his 
technique based on his based based on his uh, his stature is super like bursty, super quick. And when he gets on the inside, he's just he's just like bah, 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 with these like machine gun hands. But we're on the yeah. outside, like being a more slightly taller and um, like rangy, trying to reach our way in. Whereas he's just like diving in because he's smaller. It's uh, yeah. yeah, man. Nothing's good. Nothing's bad. It's all it's all just <laughs> yeah. how you use it, right? That's that's the that's uh, that's the takeaway there. That's it. Exactly, man. Fun, exactly. Man. Fun. That's true. Well, well, I, I, I say, I say, you burn off your eat, eat day food. You just go out in the garden and you beat the crap out of each other. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yesterday, yesterday was like that for us. It's just like, hey, just beat yeah. the crap out of each other and just. My whoop told me because I've got the strap now as well. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, it, yeah, he said in that two hours it was like eleven hundred calories, but I was like, damn, solid, solid. And uh, oh, yeah, go on. Go on, go on, go on. Oh, it was just um, the amount of water that got drunk yesterday was off the heat. <laughs> so in that two hours, I'd specifically, I'd put a two-liter bottle of water in the fridge before, uh, like a couple hours before we left, hmm. got there, um, down the whole two liters, on the way back home, picked yeah. up, uh, because it's just like you're feeling spent and you've got an hour to walk home, is uh went over went to sainsbury's picked up a the, the strawberry flavored uh volvic water yeah so they've got like nice. a tiny yeah exactly so they got like a tiny bit of sugar in there so i think about 10 grams sugar just like keep you keep you going a bit and liquid hydration <laughs> hydration as well that yeah. was 750 mils so just from that session that's uh basically i think it, um, one of my buddies yeah one of my buddies had a little bit of um water from uh from my bowl so it was like Two and a half liters, basically, just from that. I'd already yeah. had like a liter before I'd left, at least, right? I always down about a pint of water when I wake up in the morning. And then when we were eating dinner, mm. I just had a two-liter bottle there for about two hours. That I was just sipping. I was chugging like, away. Is that, yeah, chugging away is at least four liters. And so, and on top of this, I've like I've had a shake before I've gone to train as well. Oh, so, damn. I had, um, and so I'm saying like I'm 76.1 when I woke up yesterday. And uh, when I came back, bearing in mind, I had the shake before I left. I've probably had like three liters of water at least during the course of the day by this point. And I was getting into the shower. And actually, you put on weight as the day goes on. Yeah. I was 75.6. So I was oh, half a kilo yeah. down. So, I, yeah. so there's basically like half a kilo of water that was still missing from my body that I needed to like, just get myself back up to a level. I was like, holy shit, man. This that's that's one thing is when you're training you gotta make sure that you're drinking plenty of water man yeah yeah hundred percent man hundred percent that's that's the probably the 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 first thing you notice when you when you start doing jiu-jitsu is like if you don't have water on hand good mm. luck good yeah luck. Like that is or just any kind of like physical i'm sure boxing is similar but i i feel like you, you use everything like in a wrestling slash jiu-jitsu no gi gi doesn't mm. really matter setting right everything is being used like just just maximally I remember going down to train with Silvio before he had his first Polaris and oh, yeah. um, it was it was the end of Ramadan uh, that, that year so it was like still I think we had like four days left or three days left and uh, we'd be training with him I'd just be like I don't know what I'm doing here why am I, why am I training Jiu-Jitsu while I've been fasting for the last like 15 hours feeling oh, absolutely just ruined but uh, knowing that, yeah, knowing that you've got like another four hours to go until you get to have any have any water, yeah, that's hard. That's super hard. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, get through it somehow, right? Sylvia just motivates you through it. Yeah, man, it pushes you through. 
it's uh, it's insane. I think because also is is definitely at the forefront of my mind because uh, I've been looking up. Um, so just been doing some hydration research for uh, mm. the less uh, lessons I'm including in my online program, and um, yeah, it's just uh, there's there's some estimates is like if it's some of the some of the stuff they've done on trained individuals is uh, if you're exercising in moderate uh, moderate heat, so like 22 degrees centigrade, and you're going for a, a, I think it's a cycle ride or something like that. It's a cycle ride. They did it for different categories, but the one that stood, like one I remembered was per hour, you're going to be losing 1.4 liters of water if you're going for a cycle mm. and um, in about 22 degrees temperature, basically outdoors, ambient temperature. Mm. Like, that's a lot, man. <laughs> that's a lot of water to lose. Because if you consider, like, so yeah, there's like there's a whole formula that you can use to get a rough estimate of how much water you should be drinking each day. So the whole thing about like you know, two liters, drink at least two liters a day is like okay, it's a great general guideline, but mm. it's completely like again because of the fact that our weight is different. You're probably going to need to literally on a baseline level drink at least three and a half liters of water a day, mm. whereas mm. we need only at least two and a half liters. And, uh, and then if I'm training like I did yesterday, I'm going to have to stick another two liters on top of that. So, as, um, yeah, so it's just, and what's interesting is, again, um, having delved into that a little bit, when there's, like, surveys done of people, is like mm. um, they don't know how much they need to be drinking for good hydration. Mm. Most people don't. And a lot of, like, at least 20, something like 23% of people are getting hydration from, like, soda drinks and stuff like mm. that. So fizzy drinks, Coke, all that kind of shit. So people are hydrating, but then obviously getting meaningless calories into their system at the same time. That's a fifth of people, basically. A fifth to a quarter of people are doing that. And uh, and then on top of that, they just don't know what is good hydration for them in terms of how much they should be drinking. Like, uh, um, yeah, it's madness. So I was like, yeah, this is going to be an important thing to include. <laughs> you know, it's That's just, uh, yeah. That's really interesting. That's really, I bet your clients really do value and benefit from that because, that stuff as much as you think it should be general knowledge it's just not mm. it's just mm. not people people are just not aware of it right yeah exactly and like you know again at least two liters of water is like a lot of people kind of know about that but mm. um but it's like okay let's be a bit more specific it's let's take into account who you actually are and how active you are and make sure you're getting enough water for that and uh, i mean it's unequivocal for me because it with the whoop for example every time i've included in the uh, journal the, uh, when it asks you did you sufficiently hydrate yesterday mm. every um, for, um, and I've got enough basically data points along the way for a yes and a no so days where I'm like okay, you know what? I didn't hydrate enough and then other days where I did and it says every time you've hydrated well your HRV has gone up by 25% that's insane right that is that's not just like statistically significant that is huge so that's how important it is because i've noticed as well it's affecting my recovery if i don't sleep if i don't hydrate well i don't sleep as well as i normally do mm. i will my my resting heart rate turns up higher and my hrv turns up higher because if you're not hydrated your blood volume is uh, is not is 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 thicker and thicker. so you just you, yeah your blood has your heart has to pump um pump harder to get that shit around so oh, uh yeah, it's madness 25 percent. i was like you sure you're not like a, a fish so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's just a gill that's a gill it's not actually yeah. a it's a that's gill a gill that's trying to come out yeah it's trying it's to like, come out what has that much of an effect on you man 20 yeah, well, exactly. 
why wouldn't it, right? I mean, how, how much yeah. of our body is water? It's ridiculous to, to, to yeah. think that it wouldn't have that much of an effect. Well, it's God like 60% of your weight is water. But uh, if mm. you're going by weight, you're 60% of your body weight is water. So it's like, all right, if I'm 75 kilos, it's like 42 liters of water. 42 liters. That's how much liquid is in my body. And then um, there's like health experts that um, they they argue, movement experts, some of them argue that, you know, what you're actually, your body is just basically a water pumping machine is you have to move so you can pump water around your system. Otherwise, you become stagnant because mm. you're not pumping water around your system. As ba- they're, they're like, there's an argument there that you're basically just a machine that is pumping water around. <laughs> that's, 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 a, that's, that's not a bad shout, eh? Yeah, that's that's like we see we see it with people with uh, with what is it varicose veins and uh, blood pooling and like like fluid pooling in their feet and their ankles and their calves and, and their lower body specifically yeah. right and uh, yeah. that's 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 usually the fact that the pumps that are in the calves just don't work effectively right you you're not actually getting the circulation through the body um, yeah. and all that just comes down to movement right yeah a lot of it comes down to movement for sure and damn. Yeah, it's crazy. When you think of it like that, you just go, "All right, well, I better move." <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, you just, yeah, you just stagnant. Otherwise, um, yeah, blood, um, liquid just pools in areas where it's not supposed to. Mm. Um, if it's just pooling, if you're not getting it flowing around, you're not getting nutrients anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not getting, yeah. There's, there's and when I when I heard that, is mad. Especially if you see a dissection as well of the human body, yeah. uh-huh. you just go. Oh shit! Yeah, this is this is just a sack of fluid. <laughs> yeah, that's just what you're seeing. Yeah, it's just like you're seeing these people just holding muscles and uh, they're holding muscles and organs and like lungs and brains and shit. And you're just like, this is all I'm looking at is just stuff that's encased in fluid, you know, and it is fluid inside it. And, like most of your muscle is fluid, basically. That's nuts, man. That is crazy. Yeah. And then you you look at like. Um... What's what's I'm, I'm going to try and get into this. So like hydraulic um, systems. This is something that Jordan Shallow kind of got into in the course, and mm-hmm. it was talk. It was talking about how when you have fluid and blood, what well, blood in a muscle, the ability for you to be able to stretch the muscle is greater because the pressure within the muscle is higher, right? Because you actually have volume within the muscle creating more surface area within the muscle like pushing out on the muscle so when you when you actually stretch it you've got more of a moment within the muscle to to actually um exact on whereas if the muscle is flatter it's got less less fluid in there when you're stretching the muscle it's more flaccid it kind of runs in a straight line versus actually running on us like almost like a con con convex convex yeah um and that's obviously gonna be made greater by you actually having hydration in your body so or actually having like a pump for instance so people go to the gym and so i can't get a pump it's like well are you actually hydrated it's like do do you does your body even have the the baseline functions that it needs to run in place um and this is like feeds back into what you were saying about hrv right so if you're if you're hydrating firstly then you're sleeping better you're sleeping better your body actually is doing what it needs to do at a, at a just a functioning level and then you go into a gym and you can perform way better Whereas, like, you mm. go into the gym, people are just constantly putting the, well, not, I don't want to kind of blame people, but it's just, like, kind of put more of your efforts into understanding the body as a functioning thing rather than kind of using it as a tool to, to appease what we want on, like, a surface mm. level, right? So I want abs, so how do you sleep? 
It's like, I don't care about that. I want to, I want abs. Like, give me abs. <laughs> where, where are the abs at? So <laughs> like people just, I know it's just the clients, and I'm sure, I'm sure you do the same as well. Is like, you'll start talking about the, the, a real shit, and people will just kind of like, oh, so when, when are we training? It's like, mm, yeah. this is training. Like, let's, let's, yeah. let's PR on, on like your hydration today. Like, did you, did okay. you, did you, did you PR on your sleep? Did you, did your HRV kind of float around nowhere? Well, then that, that gym session is going to be so much less effective because, these other things that are going to support that massively are just non-existent, right? The body just doesn't know how to do them. That's it. Exactly, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. We, like uh, we say with TJ, you know, get the basics and people will be more optimal. Mm. Um, it's, yeah, it's not just about the training, like I say. It's, uh, it's, it's all the other stuff. It's like if it is just about the training, then, well, let's mm. look at how you're going to optimize your training so you do it really well, you get the result you want. Then mm. we need to talk about sleep. Then we need to talk about your stress resilience and your buoyancy and we need to talk about your nutrition and hydration clearly you know that's mm -hmm. that's a big part of it now too so yeah you just uh, you're not looking at one one piece of the puzzle you got to be looking mm -hmm. at all the other areas where you can get the biggest bang for your buck mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's um i want to kind of lead back into into jordan's course right so i've finished all 16 weeks now and you're you're about to start and yeah. Obviously, I don't know the courses that you've been on in the past, but some of the stuff that I've done and some of the experiences I've had working away in London, working at UP, working at different gyms, um, this course is epic, man. It's absolutely mm -hmm. epic. Like the, the way I can kind of the, the way I envision it is like every week it's it's like it's like a hurdle race, right? So a hurdle race, no, sorry, not a hurdle race, a, a relay race, right? A relay race whereby you've got you know that that intersection where somebody's about to pass. You see them. You see your your guy running up to you about to pass you the baton and then you are but you're able to take off right so it's that mm -hmm. intersection that's how kind of how like how you how i'm thinking about the the course so first first like i think four weeks or maybe maybe more than four weeks you get into some anatomy stuff and then you just kind of get a bit engrossed into the body the functions and, and the actions and whatnot and then it kind of goes into testing and then you get it you get just basically a footing and you almost like you're seeing that guy you're seeing your your partner running up behind you so okay i need to start jogging now you start moving <laughs> and then you get into kind of like the the muscle training of, of like certain body parts like length and ranges and mid ranges and, and whatever and then like getting into the three big movements so like he covers like squats and deadlifts and and bench press and like you're like then a hurdle guy like kind of running a bit more and like you're starting to break into your stride because you know he's getting closer and then You've got like the uh, the last couple of bits, or like the mish mishmashing the, the order a little bit, but like you have the the uh, integration into a skill, right? So like kind of how you're going to train your quads, how you're going to train your hamstrings and your glutes, and all the other muscles of the body, the core, um, touches on breathing a little bit, and and how you're going to integrate all of those individual components into these other exercises, right? And then then he goes into things like history taking or whatever. But and the way the way I'm kind of envisioning it is like you see the 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 partner of yours who has the baton kind of running up behind you, you slowly start gathering momentum. And then by the time the course finishes, you just like, you have that baton in your hand. You're just like, fucking run it <laughs> as hard as you can. Cause it's like, I've got, I've got the shit. I've got the shit. I've got the goals. Like let's, let's yeah. go and spread it. Let's go and give it everyone. Um, that's just, that's that. Yeah. Genuinely. Cause it just gives you that, uh, that confidence, right? That confidence that you've, you've been through a system that's fully been thought of by the instructor across a 16 week period which is a mm -hmm. long period, right? I, I, I yeah. don't know, you can speak on this yourself too as well, like what, how the duration of courses you've run in the past, sometimes they're quite dense, like you have hours and hours and hours of studying one day, whereas this is like, this is just one hour a week, you go away, you get to kind of digest it, 
fully learn it and like I've I've taken legit fifty thousand words worth of notes just on like everything. Like try to just kind of put his words down, put my thoughts on the back end of it, and then like mm. add bits in. Oh, this fits in with this. This fits in with this. And I feel like I have that fully encapsulated thing of his like prescript level one product that I can go and kind of integrate into my service as a PT. And um, yeah, it just gives you a lot of confidence. You know? It gives you a lot of confidence to kind of to say that. I know personally that I was studying his stuff, I'd say three, four years ago, where I was like, okay, I like this. I like I like the, the way he's talking about this kind of stuff, um, but didn't really know the framework within, within which to, to apply it all. Like, well, when, when do I do a, now I know a stability exercise, or when do I want to prioritize more an exercise of strength and, and how do I course like this across a, a training block and for which client, like, is it appropriate as it is? Is it as appropriate for a client of mine who's on his feet 24 seven versus a client of mine who sits at a desk 24 seven. Like how do I make that differentiation? But literally touching on all of those points across the 16 weeks gives you that confidence to just run as hard as you want after it, because you know, you feel like as long as you pay attention, as long as you kind of take the notes and stuff, you just feel much more secure in, in how you're delivering something to somebody else. And that I think is as a PT who, Oh, all I care about, like, like the monetary reward, I feel like will come. I feel like the, the whatever notoriety or whatever that that stuff will I don't what it'll come, right? But the product exchange of services for time, that has to be ace. That has to be perfect. Like and this this is where like that that confidence is uh, is sky high, man, because uh, mm. yeah, he just he just really got into it and uh polished the product, made it super, super effective, man. That's beautiful, man. Is um mm. you're absolutely right, where it's gotta be substance first and foremost. You've gotta have with that about you you gotta like mm. you, know, you gotta know that you what you're doing you gotta know that you can deliver results and you gotta be able to deliver results is uh there's a lot of style over substance these days you know and um but it's just that doesn't that doesn't last because you get found out pretty quickly it's like not that it's the yeah, sinister yeah. thing it's just people just end up getting the wrong end of the stick they think you've got to do some uh -huh. fancy shit on instagram or something like that and really mm. actually if you just pay attention to what you do and how well you do it then things just get better and better and better as a result from that so in the terms of the courses um, uh, that that's what was interesting to me about uh, prescript as well as like you know once a week lecture it's kind of like you know doing it he's calling it semesters and everything like yeah, it's like being at uni in a way right it's just uh just one one hour a week um, but on top of that is the Q and A's, you know, you got to take your notes, you got to think about it and then you're going to get tested on it a little bit as well. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, like each quarter of the, each quarter of the uh, semester. So that's intriguing because, you know, I kind of want to study in that structured way and, um, everything I've done in the past has been weekend courses essentially. So it's, um, yeah, it's tricky to assimilate if, um, if, uh, that way but this way seems uh yeah it's just breaking the trend it's mm -hmm. uh, I, don't, I, I haven't seen i haven't come across anything else like it because everything is just um hey here's a weekend seminar go and run with it and uh, nowadays there's um well at least like i know i've been on nkt so what's great about that is is it's a weekend seminar and it's very challenging material especially for the first uh, level that you do with it because mm -hmm. it just kind of breaks a lot of paradigms for you. You're just like, wait, what is this? How 
how is this a thing? Um, the protocol you got to think of, and you know, it's just basically you're trying to wrap your head around a concept first and foremost, and that's the hardest thing when you mm. haven't been exposed to anything like that. Um, but the great thing is, is there's a community around it. So as soon as you finish, you get to join a scholars page and um, you get to ask your questions, get them answered, and then they have follow-up study groups and stuff. So, you know, once a month you get to meet up with your peers for a few hours and actually get together and talk about a specific topic, discuss it as well as practice. And there's just so many courses that just don't do that. You know, you just mm -hmm. get left on your own. This sounds a hell of a lot more integrated, like it's actual structured learning, which is, mm -hmm. uh, which is cool and is covering a bunch of stuff that's super important, which um, Prescript is a great name for it as well, because I think it is the thing that you need to start yourself off. You need to understand the biomechanics, you need to understand anatomy, you need to understand how um, muscles and systems work so that you can program efficiently for people and um and that's the bit that i'm really in for it as well which is the the programming element because you know i spoke to you at some point which was i'm i i can get people from a fundamental level and get them up to a, a good point where they just have everything they need and and have everything they want um, but i want to be able to program i want to have more than that i want to be able to program to a uh, to another level and um and understand the nuances of that programming a little bit more as well uh -huh. so that's uh, that's going to be exciting so yeah that sounds the course sounds like yeah it's not anything of uh, any it's not structured in a way that i've come across anything before so uh -huh. that's gonna yeah it's gonna be super interesting i sent him a message it's like uh -huh. he put, yeah he posted on his insta um uh jordan posts on his insta is like you know this semester's over you know big love to everybody who's come in um he's just like you know representing a really good portion of the uh representing a portion of the fitness industry and like who are just committed to doing really really well and like leveling things up and i just responded to that and i was like my big brown bear brother umar has uh, recommended me for the course and i'm psyched to start man he was like yeah pumped pumped brother pumped for you to That's start it, what's so, wicked. so yeah, i got like the, awesome. the four b's big brown brother big brown bear brother <laughs> That's a, that's, a, that's a pretty pretty lovely description there, man. I'm going to have that on my CV. And just like, I, am, I am your big, proud bear brother. That's who I am. That's what I can do for you. Thank you. I've, I've got to send you something as well afterwards. I just remembered there's uh, it's something about a big brown bear as well. So. Love it. Love it. That's, right, if, I had, if I had a spirit animal, it would definitely be a bear. Definitely yeah, just be a big, proud bear. Just chilling in the woods by himself, minding his own business, just like... I'm gonna have some fish now. I'm gonna have some fish. I'm gonna just go chill by the river and just like go for a sleep. I'll see you in a while. <laughs> for, oh, yeah, exactly. Five months, I'm just out. You, yeah. I'll see you guys later. You know, I'm chilling. <laughs> that was brilliant. That would appease the old you and the new you, right? <laughs> there we go. There we go. If I just had to just morph them into one, I would just come out as a bear. That's what I would do. That's some, kind of, some kind of really weird, like Captain America. Transformation just goes into the thing, comes out like a just a bear, just a grizzly bear. It's the open, open thing. Ah, that's it. That's how it works. Oh, that's fantastic, Captain yeah. Bear. Is uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna love that. All right, I'm gonna send. That. I might even post it as well. I think I'm Do not it. gonna say anything more about it. I'm gonna post it, but I, I sent it to uh, you guys as well because you know we obviously. We talk, we talk about like Sylvia being the big gorilla, but also yeah, yeah. interchanges with a bear. There was yeah. this video that I found of a bear that just broke into somebody's cabin. 
Oh shit! And uh, it is mad. Is like there's they just basically got security cameras around, right. and uh, it's like a thirty second video of a bear just big ass paw just <laughs> just slaps the door down, oh, totally shit. trashes the door, and just just waltzes in and just starts looking oh. around like this. <laughs> it's like, right, hello, anyone here? And then he just bowls back out again. It's almost like he was looking for someone to play with. and just left. Oh man, play, <laughs> play. Giant. The thing is a giant. It's a freaking bear, right? It's unbelievable how big this thing is. Wow. And then I, I just, yeah, I just sent it to the, sent it to the group, um, uh, uh, the whoop group on WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, yeah, this is just, uh, this is Sylvia looking for people to spar with. <laughs> Anybody home? Nobody home? Oh, God. Find the, find the next town. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> guess, uh, guess I've got to just do, uh, get, guess, do some kettlebells on my own. <laughs> That's it. Just get to the field. Do you think? Yeah. I, love, I love how the bear knows where the door is as well. These things are just too <laughs> too smart, man. It's scary. It's too smart. Exactly. I, I, if I just had to be a bear tomorrow, I wouldn't know where the river was. I wouldn't know how to just go and fight some salmon. But this guy's like knowing how to get into my house. Like, what? how is that thing? How is that? How is that allowed, man? Oh, amazing! Cool. Yeah. yeah, it just looks around. I guess it's like, oh, this looks like this looks like it's hard concrete. I yeah. can't get through. Oh, this thing I could break down. Yeah, you'll get it. <laughs> yeah, man, you'll get it. Yeah, yeah man. that's it's freaking funny, man. But yeah, that's that's gonna be exciting. Doing uh, doing some free script once a week, and then um, getting it's, that it's, I, I think it's the chat as well. Like, so um, the the thing with I think having a a course mentor for a weekend is that you're almost a little bit like a bit deer in headlights a little bit where you're just like okay, i'm here for the course i'm here i've traveled here kind of got my clipboard ready and my, my lap board or laptop laptop or whatever and um you're straight into it right you're straight into it you're you're learning your question answering you're maybe you're jumping on a machine or, or how the course is laid out you're jumping on a, a therapy therapy table um and obviously that's we're talking about it being in person but the way this is, is that you feel so um, engrossed within the community straight away because it's a slow, it's just a slow integration. And I think that's very much in line with what they teach is this like, he, he talks about this like long runway of progression where you're, you're starting off at a certain level and you own that level and like you have a whole week to digest that information. It's just it literally just is, is an hour's worth of lecture. But Jordan being Jordan, he talks a billion miles an hour so you have to. I'm, I'm that guy who has to like. If, if they had like a replay count on on the on the thing, or how much time you rewinded it, uh, I'll be ashamed because I've literally. I've, I think I've paused and rewound and paused and rewound so many times just to be like, "What did he say? Like, what was that yeah. last little bit?" And he hasn't even got an accent. He speaks English, like not even speaking a foreign language. I understand, but he's speaking. Yeah. He's speaking well, Canadian English. I don't know what you call it, but um, yeah, man, he's it's it's yeah, it's it's because. Sometimes like, do you ever, do you ever find this with course lecturers sometimes where they they say something which is almost like um a throwaway line but yeah. you're like that that's that's gold like that's yeah. that that's 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 really important for me to hear like that's I'll find that he does that sometimes it's like kind of, sort of the, the prosody of his voice kind of changing kind of mm -hmm. going through and going through and he'll just drop a golden line and he'll just onto the next thing it's like, oh shit what yeah. was that what was that rewind exactly. go back like what do you say there because that's that's like sparks so much more um interest in in that's what it. he's talking about yeah. and it fuels the next conversation but um it, it's the it's the like you said the q a as well so you can you do the course and then at the end of the you do the, you do the week sorry and then at the end of it you go onto facebook and you type out any questions you have and you get a second usually like a half an hour long video of him just answering questions on the spot 
And that's how you know the guy's like, he knows his shit like backwards because he just reads a question and you just reel off an answer there and then. He's not like going away to research it. He's like, here, here's the answer. Like I had it. It was in my brain the whole time. <laughs> like, It's crazy. He's super, super smart, man. And um, I think that gives you a lot more confidence with uh, one, asking questions and two, mm-hmm. just kind of being comfortable in this setting of like, okay, I don't know everything right now, but I know over time I'll definitely pick up and I'll definitely learn more because I feel like this is just, there's no pace to this. It's, it's chilled. I can learn at my own pace. And like you said, the community as well. Um, you ask questions, people ask questions and you just feel like, okay, everyone's learning, everyone's learning this together. Everyone just ends mm-hmm. up being super grateful for it because it's, um, it's, you can digest the information. You can actually, actually start using it straight away. Hmm. It's a, uh, yeah, man. you'll enjoy it, bro. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I like, um, asking questions basically. Yeah. 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 That's the one. So, that's the one. Yeah. I'm going to be hearing it. I'll probably be doing the same as you as well. Cause it'll be like, I think the thing I like doing is just like, I'll watch it through mm-hmm. once and then I've got an idea of what's being talked about. Then I'll go play it again mm-hmm. and then be, pause. Like, what was that? What did mm. you just say? And then, yeah, those throwaway lines, it's just amazing because you could, you, you hear that line and you think, I'm pretty sure that's a whole lecture in and of itself. <laughs> and, and it's just a throwaway line. Oh, man. All right, cool. Yeah, so, that's it, man. That's yeah. so true. That's so true. Have you, got, have you got any points of inquiry off the bat? Like, I know you mentioned the pro, like your uh, programming, and you mentioned kind of like how to maybe see somebody through a block of a block of training and then like kind of see them onto years worth of program two years worth of program what where where do you think your your interest like most lies before you even go in yeah i think um i think that would that would cover it for sure um i think mostly yeah like definitely the programming element mm. but um i'm yeah i'm keen to hear you know i'm keen to hear a lot of stuff because i yeah with regards to the, the biomechanics and stuff of it all um a couple of things I've seen from like st- people, stories that people have posted, like flowcharts and things like that as well. I'm like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Like, this would be interesting to see um, the level of thinking behind certain concepts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would just I want to understand concepts of it all, and so I can be confident with uh, with the concepts. So it's like, okay, if I have the concept, then I can uh, apply it to anyone. Um, effectively so yeah the biggest thing was the the programming element because uh i've done a fair amount of work in uh, with other people with other courses and stuff like understanding biomechanics a little bit about um the the neurobiomechanics as well so like you know, the nervous system effect on movement and everything like that and how essentially the main thing you're trying to affect when it comes to movement is the nervous system so you respond well to movement and um yeah so but yeah i'm curious about everything that comes up but um particularly that was the thing was like okay i really want to get good at that kind of thing and Mm. you know you've got so much out of it um so i was like yeah hell yeah this is um this is something to delve into for sure man for sure definitely Mm. Uh, i think i think the way the way things are broken down it definitely Mm. gives you an ability to go away and explain them and understand them and really own mm. that information. And I think that's that's a, that's a credit to, to the guy coaching it, right? Because he yeah. fully understands it. And the way he's kind of, you can tell he's gone around the bush with this stuff and he's really kind of mm. made it so he understands every little bit. So when he explains it to you, is there's there's no, oh, sometimes you may need to go back and re-listen to it a few times, but once you are on the level that he's explaining things at, 
you get it. Like you can go away mm. and kind of break it down for somebody else. Um, and again, I think from a client's perspective, that's that's invaluable. Like having a coach who can actually fully understand, um, the, fully knows the lessons that you're that he's trying to impart onto you. It's 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 everything, right? It's everything because yeah. it just it means that just means progression. It means that you, what you signed up for is what you're going to get. You're going to get that understanding around all these concepts. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, looking forward, looking forward yeah. to chatting to you while, while when you start yeah. off. And be yeah, like, man. Okay, right, let's let's talk. Yeah, fully. I'm looking forward to talking about it because I know you got TJ on it as well. Bilal's yeah. going to be on it, yeah, and then yeah. you you've been on it, so we'll be on the journey together. And then you've been on it already, so yeah, we'll just keep. Yeah, it'd be great to ch- chat, like uh, yeah, because everybody's going to think about it in a slightly different way. Yeah. That's what's going to be great because if we can get those kinds of questions and conversations going on, where somebody else brings a different viewpoint to it, because let's say for example, Bilal is relatively new to training. Um, clients compared to us lot and um, yeah, TJ's got his way of thinking about things um, I've got my way based on what I've done you've done the course as well so and what's great for you in that respect is like if we ask a question you'd be like oh crap there was something that I didn't think about which is which is what I like as well if somebody's uh, this is why I like being a teacher as well because somebody is going to ask me a question which either I haven't thought about or I'm going to have to um, or if I have thought about it, but it's just there in my head, I've not mm. actually had to get it out and put it on, uh, put it on paper, like, uh, and, and, and say it like a, quite a client of mine asked me, she's like, every time I get, um, to the hard part of the exercise, I just feel like I really just like really close my eyes and it helps me, helps me, uh, push out the last few reps. And she's like, why is that? And I was like, you know what? That's a good question, which I don't have a complete answer for right now. I have my own hypothesis for it, but um, I'm going to have to figure that one out. <laughs> I'll get back to you. And because uh, it's just the like part of the idea is that um, if you're struggling to find stability, your body will find it in any way possible. And mm. um, ways it can do that, like a good example of that is when your uh, if your core is weak, uh, you might use your jaw to help you stabilize, like by biting down even more. So you know how, like, you know, you've got the bite plates and stuff like that. If somebody's going for the heaviest lift possible, it's like, uh, you know, you, you, you've got the bite plate down as well. So you just like bite down on it so you can get that extra bit of um, stability being driven into your system mm. because just by pure location, your jaw is pretty close to your um, brainstem. So it's just going to send you that signal to, um, it's going to, by proxy it will provide a good um a signal to the brain to help you stabilize so Uh if your core is inefficient then you might find yourself biting down in your jaw more often to great to create stability and uh, so if you notice that people you know always doing that then you just think to yourself okay well is it happening all the time then that means you don't have a prerequisite core stability potentially that could be where it's coming from and often that ends up being the case or um is it just happening when it's in the last few repetitions of an exercise kind of thing Mm -hmm. so are we are we training a bad pattern at the last few reps uh or is it just are we okay with making that compensation because it is the last few reps and you're lifting pretty heavy so like you know that's where the nuance comes into it as well as like how far do we do we take it and uh, yeah so things like that so the idea that you know she was like 
closing our eyes, shutting everything. I was like, this is maybe um, a way for your body to try and buy that extra bit of stability mm-hmm. in every way possible because you're just clenching down on everything that way. Um, but I need to I need to find out why the eyes specifically uh, are involved in that in that sense. If it's you know if it's the same same reason. So this is why it's good to have people to ask questions on a regular basis. Like you know yeah. that could be something like uh, you know can put into one of the Q and A's for mm-hmm. for Jordan. Is like you know why do you think that happens? Um, uh, so yeah, so us like coming at it from different angles, um, you know, having that kind of question that might come up, uh, that could be, like, that's going to be super useful to have that conversation. I think uh, another thing like to be more specific that came up when you were asking me about it was, you know, the, the, the design of a program from say endurance to strength, to strength, speed, to speed, strength, and then power and everything like that. Um, like, you know, what, where do, where do we lead from one to the other when, uh, yeah, where do we lead from one to the other? Is it necessary for everyone to kind of go through that? Um, how long do you want to stay in that kind of phase, depending on the kind of person you got in front of you? Um, yeah, just loads of questions about that kind of thing. That stuff's super and, interesting, man. So, yeah. so interesting. I, 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 I love the, uh, the individual variability around that kind of stuff because you can almost tie it into what kind of personality the person has, especially when you're not. Yeah. So when you're confounded by, when you're confounded by someone's sport and you're like, okay, like this person is a swimmer, right? So we've got to get very good at what they do in the pool and kind of work in those energy systems and make sure they're, they're able to exact on their stroke properly. It's that like your training is very specific to this, right? Whereas mm-hmm. somebody is like gen pop, but say you've got two clients and one of them is quite kind of um, quite an aggressive character kind of needs that, um, you see them and they're just like, they're just somebody who needs to kind of get after it, right? It's like, mm-hmm. okay, well, how can we program with these parameters for this person to make them fully exact on the things that they naturally are? Um, mm-hmm. And then, then in, in, in turn doing, like it's more of a sensory enjoyment for them as opposed to kind of like, I'm going to the gym to lift three sets of 10 and then three by 15 and like this. It's like, it's like well, do they would they prefer like pushing a heavy prowler? Would they prefer kind of doing some some heavy med ball slams or something something more tactile something more mm. like physical where they're getting hold of a med ball and they're grappling with it and like kind of just it, making it hyper individual like that's that's the that's the real nitty-gritty of being a personal trainer it's like mm. or like a preferred personal coach it's like i want to make it so that these modalities we have all these tools but which one of them's which which one do i want to select for you individually like you enjoy this or you maybe even need that um that's the fun stuff, man. That, that stuff is that stuff is ultra fun because as soon as you get adherence from a client, as soon as somebody kind of understands that you know you, you're not just taking their money for 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 making them stand on the treadmill and talk to them for half an hour, it's like hmm. okay, well, and then they have a genuine interest. And I think this is this is where like you tell them what your experiences on this, right? Like uh, sometimes you clients, I, my pet peeve, right? When you have a client and a trainer. And you know the trainer's educated and they know their shit, but the client is sometimes completely void of any information, any understanding, any any kind of like need to understand, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's I really don't like that. I almost imagine like I, I understand that some people have extremely busy lives, but I think there's a baseline that a trainer should kind of give to the client in terms of knowledge and expect them almost to be like, okay, same way I expect you to to squat. Or I expect you to whatever movement substitute. Not everyone has to squat, but I'm saying like 
the same way I expect you to apply yourself to the exercise. I also expect you to apply yourself to knowing why we're doing this or why we're kind of along this journey. And I feel like that mm. sometimes is a missing piece that people, because they don't have that buy-in, they don't have that understanding, they can't ever take their training to the next level or they can't ever take their training to a place where they see it as something that they do every single day regardless of they have to change the modalities or whatever they because they have the understanding now they they fully immerse themselves in it and i think that that's sometimes a missed with 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 client and trainer relationships it's like like mm. i'm here to train you yes but i'm also here to just impart awareness and obviously like we talked about it's like awareness alignment and action right it's like once you have that awareness we can then align together or we can just act on it it doesn't matter if we have to vary the level of a level of actuation that day because you're tired or whatever but it's all it, it gets so much more infinitely fun and more like infinitely um, malleable as soon as we are on the same page with this and i think that's mm. that's a really fun part of my job is that kind of educating people along the way mm. um yeah man what do you what do you what do you think to that yeah that's the kind of people i prefer to deal with as well for sure is um there's, there's there are people though who actually genuinely don't care and <laughs> just they just go i um i mean i haven't come across them too often because you kind of attract who you attract mm. as well it's like they kind of see your energy you feel your vibe you're like okay you're this way this is the kind of person that i need and um me as a per me as a trainer i've got better at vetting my clients as well as just be like all right there's certain people who just don't want to work with because they're not going to vibe um so and which is completely fine you know he's like i could you know beat my head against the wall and try and get results with someone for six months who's just not interested in learning about how to sustain those results but they're just going to keep hiring a trainer just to keep them on track and like i can be that i'm i've got a long time i've got like really client clients who so i've had relationships for like five five years now or something and um but it's still fun because they're still willing to learn and keep learning as well. And they we're vibing on that front, but there'll be other people who just like, just show me what I've got to do. Don't care. And I'll just do what you tell me to do. Mm-hmm. And for me, that is not the way I want to operate is um, mm-hmm. I don't get as much enjoyment out of that. For me, that runs out very quickly. Obviously I've learned that by doing that as well. Like three months down the line, I'm like, okay, this person only wants a trainer because they want a trainer because for whatever reason, you know, it feels like it's right for them to have a trainer. It feels like that's the only way they're ever going to train and that's fine as well. But then, um, they like the excitement isn't there basically for me mm-hmm. with not being able to, um, uh, for if that person is not interested in learning how to l- live a healthier life, basically, if it's just the sake of having a trainer because it feels like an obligation for their own fitness as opposed to a way of like leveling up, mm. then then it's like, okay, fine. Um, I'm probably not the guy for you. There's going to be somebody else. Like I'll give you a good example of that. Like several years ago, I had a um, client referred to me and uh, when I was talking to them, and I was like, look, this is how I run my packages. It was like, I'm not really that interested in the nutrition part. And I was like, okay, what's that about? I go, just, just don't really want, I'm not interested in improving my nutrition at all. Um, like, yeah, it's like, you could, you know, maybe ask me to drink a little bit less or whatever, but honestly, I'm just not going to do that kind of thing. And for me, I was like, I, you know what, it's, it's good that you're honest about that kind of thing, 
Um, but the fact that you've already closed your mind to it and you're assuming that I'm going to approach it in a mm. way which you're not going to like is, uh, it means that I can't help you basically. Um, so I was like, I think you're better suited to another colleague of mine, another trainer of mine who, who can mm. help a trainer that I know who can help you with that. And, um, yeah, so just for me, it just wasn't going to be the kind of person I could vibe with. And uh, whereas on the flip side, you know, picking up people who are like, yeah, I'm committed to the journey. Um, I want to learn how to do all these things well um, and getting a hell of a lot more out of it than they bargained for as well yeah. uh, and appreciating that and just seeing how far they can take things um, based on the work that we do. That's the kind of person that um, I really get a lot out of working with. So. Mm. Uh, I'm with you on that, where I, I want to be working with somebody who feels like uh, they're taking on the tools to improve their life, whether I'm there or not. Mm. And uh, but there's but there's definitely plenty of people out there who don't care about that kind of thing. And they're happy to have a trainer who's going to help them out, but they're not interested necessarily in, in taking that stuff on. Mm. Super interesting, man. That's a, mm. that's a, it's a weird one to me. So I feel like I'm gonna pay you my money, and I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna expect for you to just tell me what to do, and then we're just yeah. gonna avoid anything past that point. Just making yeah, yeah. those sense. But yeah, you're right, man. You're right. Those people definitely do exist. Um, they, and it's, it's like yeah, I guess it's also a part of like the fitness industry as well. It's just the way we're perceived. So you think you're going into it and being like, I'm just gonna have this dude who's or woman who's just gonna tell me what to do and what I need to do. And that suits me in this phase of my life. And, and that's just like the, the perception that over time to just needs to change is because there's, there's a hell of a lot more to it than that. If, mm -hmm. if you want to be effective as a human being, what we talked about that last week, right? Being and becoming an effective human being, then you got to learn this shit for yourself. And, mm -hmm. uh, you've got to be interested in learning it for yourself. But again, like we say, there's even if the fitness industry does shift and provide that uh, view of uh, this is about health overall, rather than somebody being there to s smash you into shape, um, there's still going to be people who are not interested in uh, taking that view. They'll just be like, no, I just still want somebody who's just going to take care of this for me and not... Um, uh, and not have to take charge of, yeah, mm -hmm. not have to take, take charge of it because I've got to put somebody else in charge of it. It's kind of like, you know, in a way you're um, uh, compartmentalizing, you're delegating that part of your life to someone else. Yeah, I understand that. I understand that from, from somebody's perspective who's like busy and doesn't yeah. have much uh, much brain space to spare. But then yeah, people who just kind of, maybe, maybe you do need to like mm. give a shit because you know, it's going <laughs> to help you out. It's going to help the whole family out. Um, yeah. But yeah, different time, different time and a place for everything, right? I guess. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see, like, um, how things change in a COVID, post-COVID kind of world. That's mm. gonna be that's gonna be an interesting thing. Obviously, they're kind of going into a different kind of gym venture now. But um, how people think about their health and fitness? Because I don't know if you're noticing this, but I think I've been busier. I've been busier in, in this time than I was, like, kind of pre being in a gym. Um, and be a conventional personal trainer like people kind of see you as the badge and they just kind of think okay you're you're just like all the other personal trainers um mm -hmm. whereas now it's like if you can differ differentiate yourself 
and actually be a bit more about it people are so much more aware of health and much more aware of like looking after themselves that they almost see you differently i don't know if you've, if you've kind of had this had the same uh same experience especially like right now because of, because of the whole coronavirus experience yeah 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 yeah, so like, uh, explain that a little bit to me. When they say they see you differently, uh, is that because of their value has shifted or they realize that so. a personal trainer is not a personal trainer? Well, I think a lot of things, right? So, the what, gee, are you getting this flickering thing on your screen? N uh, no, I'm good. It's like kind of, it's like slightly blacking and slightly kind of coming back, tiny, tiny. I don't know if it's, it's, it's going to go any further than that, but it's like a little blink, mm -hmm. no? No, no, all good. Oh, no worries, no worries, no worries. Um, I think it's a case of the world's a much slower place. Like everyone's kind of actually got time to think and actually take in things. And I think in doing that, people are realizing that through conversations you've had with somebody in the past or through um, maybe being more aware at a certain point, but not ever being able to exact on that awareness and being like, okay, let me have more, more of a conversation with this person. Um, like I've had people who who were at the gym that I was peeing at before, uh, follow me on Instagram before and not kind of action on it, not kind of chase me up or ask me a question. But now during kind of lockdown times, it, reaching out and being like, oh, okay, how, how do you do things? Like kind of what's, what's going on here? What's going on there? How do you, how do you kind of work your prices? I'm interested in being a client of yours. Um, and I find that that's like, it must be a product of obviously people having more time, people kind of being much more aware of their health, health being kind of like pushed to the forefront every single time. Obviously people are dying um and then like looking to more credible place credible people in society that don't just follow the moniker of i'm a standard pt i'm gonna shop with my coat on in the gym and i'm gonna mope about and maybe talk to like five people and go home again it's like <laughs> that's that's not what we do you know what i mean I, I, that, that's that's the experience i've had definitely since uh since since lockdowns happened is that people almost um almost gravitating towards people who they think can help if that sounds if that's if that's the, the, yeah. you know what i mean um okay. whereas before it was a little bit like because health wasn't pushed as much as it is being right now um people were not as weren't as forthcoming with it maybe even a little hmm. bit avoidant maybe a little bit avoidant whereas now it's like it's plastered all over the place like you've got to look after yourself you've got to be much more aware of these things and um yeah i think people are, people are kind of a bit more brave with with uh actioning on that Mm. In what way do you think is more plastered all over the place to to look after themselves? Well, I suppose like kind of just the pure fact that people are dying, right? Like sure. People are dying, and people are kind of like in in obviously what's exaggerated in the media, right? Is is clearly exaggerated. Like I, I think I heard someone say a lot. Of, well, actually, one of my cousins was saying at the weekend uh, that the death toll, two thousand nineteen to well, start of 2019 to August 2019 and January 2020 to January to August 2020 is fairly the same. Like, mm. even with and without coronavirus, it's fairly the same. So, like, it shows that there's, I, I don't know if that's actually 100% true or not. But um, if it is, then obviously, just like all this stuff is blown massively out of proportion. But mm. I find that from the fuel fact that gyms are closed, so access to health is much less, but the need and the perception and the want to be healthy with, with okay you can go out for your daily walk simple as, as simple as a thing as that probably sounds people are much more aware that oh when i walk i feel healthy like who else is walking like what else what else is being pushed in terms of a health setting oh this personal trainer has always been around i wonder what he has to say like little things like that people making those connections and kind of being more aware of it at home um and then you see like um 
what uh home workouts like i'm going through the roof right now people kind of it's it's almost being brought to them whereas before you had to go out and buy a gym membership now it's like everybody's being much made much more aware that health and like health even in the home is a thing and then Mm. i think as a as a um as a consequence people who are like purveyors of health like like we kind of see ourselves that way in society right like we almost sudden have an opportunity to become seen as much more valuable rather than Mm. seen as like oh just personal trainer yeah he's on the board at the gym that i go to and that's it that's about it whereas now it's like okay let me let me actually kind of see what this person's actually about Hmm. that's uh that, that, that that's the response i've been getting uh a lot more a lot more recently and i i'm not very active on social media i don't really like kind of doing that stuff even though i should do it a lot more um hmm. i find people kind of messaging and people referring a lot more as well um nice. and i suppose that's that's even down to a bit of uh, a bit of togetherness right a bit of kind of cohesiveness somebody to listen somebody's kind of to to be there at a time of need and i think that's hmm. what we do right like as a job kind of we are people who kind of if, if you've identified a need in yourself and you go and hire a personal trainer that that trainers are there for you for that for that need and i think right now a lot of people are kind of maybe having a lot of time to think about the fact that they have needs they have things that they're not kind of fully actualizing on and they want to you know what i mean yeah yeah that's cool like have um with those kind of people have you noticed what age group they kind of fit into middle to right down the middle right in the middle i mean i'm not, I'm not getting kind of two kid people that are too young kind of teenagers early 20s i'm getting kind of like 40 plus till about mm not quite 50 but kind of in that middle kind of gap uh mm. i don't know uh what that means but maybe it just kind of means that like people are kind of aging out almost you know they're aging out like <laughs> i got that from batman you know batman uh was that was the last batman batman dark knight rises dark knight rises that's the one where like uh robin's talking about when there's that there's that boy's home and they get to 80 and they age out and it's oh, have yeah. to go out, out it's the big wild world now like big yeah. wild big wide world um yeah. And like these 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 kind of forty something year olds are kind of they're on perceived in society, right? Like, oh you're gonna get fifty and you'll be old now. Um they're <laughs> kind of on that on that cusp where it's like, okay, let me let me fix my shit now because mm. I don't want to go into being forty and then be being fifty and then uh yeah, not re- kind of regretting, regretting mm. I didn't do it now. Yeah, yeah so that's that's kinda of, that's kinda of been the experience, man. Yeah, okay. That's interesting. Yes, um yeah, I was curious about the age group as well because obviously with COVID, the the number one risk factor is essentially obesity and age as well. So you put the two together, if you've got overweight people, um it is it, it looks like you know, people under especially under forty is almost mm. uh, it, it's the same rate as uh, same thing as contracting regular flu. And uh, and these people just do fine with it. Generally, um, of course, you're going to have your outliers respond. You know, people outliers who respond in a negative way. And then, uh, and then it's forty plus where it starts to get a little bit more ropey. But then, especially sixties onwards. Um, but at the same time, like yeah, I can imagine where getting into the forties is where you're starting to think, okay, I really need to start taking care of myself because. If this thing is around, <laughs> I don't want to be sixty and dying from something which uh, I could have prevented by being healthier. Mm. Um, it's more like, in that sense, it's a little bit more in your face. Where here's this thing that's come out of nowhere, and it's wiping people out who have underlying health conditions. And so, if you're in that age category, which you're you know approaching that uh, approaching that age where you could have um health problems and 
you're also looking at it and thinking, all right, in 20 years, I'm going to be 60 or in 10 years, I'm going to be 60. And that puts me at a greater risk of catching a whole bunch of different things. And this thing has highlighted that. Then, yes, um, yes, yeah, damn good idea that you start taking care of yourself and mm-hmm. looking at a trainer, somebody who's uh, you know going to coach you to a better, st- a better standard of living. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than thinking of it as, oh, here's that dude on the board, like you described, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'd say, I mean, personally, I've got a client who's definitely taking things a lot more seriously as a result of as a result of COVID and, you know, mm-hmm. big credit to them because uh, just started smashing things um, uh, as a result. And, um, and yeah, and we talked about it when, like, you know, probably first, second, third podcast as well, where you were saying if this thing if there's one thing that we hope comes out of it is that people just take care of themselves better because mm. we're noticing how it's affecting more vulnerable people with health underlying health conditions. It's just wiping them out. And, uh, and so, yeah, the number one thing you can do to counteract that is not be in hospital in intensive care and fucking get treated for it and then come out feeling like total shit for mm. like, you know, they're saying like three months, six months afterwards, people still getting respiratory problems. Um, and rather, you know, go get healthy so that your immune system can actually uh, fight this thing off. And not just that, this is this is just one thing of many. Um, because in our day and age now, if you take care of your health, there's, it depends if you want to, but uh, you, you have potential to live to uh, like 100 years old. It's just yeah. at that age now you know where we we have that we have that possibility to to do that and fairly easily so rather do that with some good quality of life rather than just it being all about quantity and uh, yeah i find that's my hope is i just hope that people really find that they need to take care of themselves better and take that seriously and uh and yeah your point about people having more time to think about it, I guess the conscientious people will go, okay, here's a bunch of things that I can do to make use of this time that I've got mm. or, and have reflected and realized here's how I could have been using my time better and health is one of them and realize oh, there's a bunch of things I don't understand about it. Let me go and employ somebody who knows that. So then, yeah, they start to respect, you know, respect those people with that knowledge a lot more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and again, I think it still comes down to just making sure we're not looked at as people who just smash people to get fit, but actually we're kind of, you know, health and health and fitness coaches, you know, you know we're going to help you level up your health so that you can level up your life. Mm, that's the one, bro. Mm. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. I, I was talking, just talking to a client of mine yesterday. Actually, I need to do this. This, this is, this is a, this is a shout out to my client, Sam, yeah. who bought me pretty much the best gift I've ever received from oh. from a client. Right, so I've got to show you. I've got to show you this. To you. It's actually oh, man. So like, I, I kind of kind of want you. I kind of want you to close your eyes for a second, dude, because this is it's pretty oh, special. Okay. Right, Got it. So, I'm, so I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and hold these up. I don't even know how I'm gonna do this. <laughs> okay, go for it. Go for it. Look at this shit. <laughs> Look at this shit. I'm the sun. Tie for a second. Sucks, that's sucks, right? Oh, sorry, this <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, I mean, as a Dragon Ball Z fan, I mean, could I, uh, could I be any happier with my life right now? Like, just, 
just the best. <laughs> the best. Look at the look at the spectrum of this shit. Like everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy. So Sam, you are you you are the best. Like if 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 right. ever if ever I thought that the people I get to work with were not amazing enough, like yeah, come on, super um, great. All right, wow, clients. Yeah. I hope Epic. you're tuning in. I hope you're seeing that because I'm yeah, expecting yeah. shit coming my way now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to level up. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, she That's was she bit. was talking about um, kind of members members of, of people that she knows and whatever. And um, we just kind of got on the topic of like train uh, not not to necessarily look a certain way, but just to be more resilient in the face mm-hmm. of shit that could come your way. I remember that the the the, uh, the video that I posted on Instagram about Kevin Hart and how he went through his car crash and it's like mm-hmm. he was cool after he wasn't cool afterwards but he was this close to being very not cool afterwards but his uh, his the fact that he take care of himself looked after him like and his rebound his his recovery was not so long that it let him kind of stay in a state of like depression or kind of like being super still which obviously we we know it's it's shit for the body um, mm-hmm. it's it enabled him to get back to playing much sooner. And I think that's that's the thing that people just kind of are not aware of. And it's it's all almost like I feel like it's our responsibility as PTs um to to bring that to people's attention. Um and just kind of package it in a way that I feel like we can we can be an essential service to society, like mm-hmm. as a personal trainer, as a personal coach, as somebody who has the information that a doctor may have or like we within our own jurisdiction. Um I feel like that's that's where we need to take our profession and i feel like as, as the more the more of our clients that buy into that like they just become uh our spokespeople you know what i mean like that's 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 kind of how i see them and um yeah it's it, it's just a case of affecting more people with this knowledge and then just seeing the uh the the growth the change in society i think it's really really uh especially in Leicester, I think we have a massive opportunity. Like I personally feel like I have a massive opportunity with other PTs in Leicester to be like, okay, right, well, we're the, we're the, the black sheep of the country because we ain't look after ourselves. So let's, let's turn that around. You know what I mean? Cause we've got a massive opportunity here to, to go from like bottom of the class to like, ping, like, like a star students. Let's do this. Yeah, exactly. Just keep leveling yeah, up. Yeah. Just do the right thing. You keep leveling up. I think that's, um, yeah, man, I think yeah, this is a couple of things that I wondered about there as well is, um, it's just random thought just came to my head, which was you know, if we take it back like several hundred years or like, I don't know, like hunter gatherer societies where basically you're active for like four or five hours of the day looking for your food and the rest of the time you're chilly and going to sleep with the, uh, you're waking up and going to sleep with the rising and the falling of the sun, you know, is like, do they have personal trainers? It's <laughs> a legit question, you know, it's like, I want to answer that for me. Like, or did they have those kinds of experts who, uh you know needed to coach that kind of thing to an extensive because yeah. i find like uh just thinking about it is like i think is we're in really in period in terms of the evolution of the of the human species it's like we're i don't know uh, sometimes i feel like there's like cycles because mm. you know, in terms of uh, there were high higher level civilizations previously and uh, you know, there's an argument for, for example, with the way that the pyramids were built, that we still don't know how the hell to recreate that stuff. Um, so there's potentially a high level of knowledge that we don't have access to. Fucking scary, yeah. man. That's yeah, scary. it's mad. Sorry, it's it's amazing. Yeah. It's like, 
it's like i find that amazing i think that's like holy shit that is some next level stuff that if we don't know how to do that well um then if we can't replicate it then what the hell was that what have we lost what are we missing um and you know oh so then there's questions like are we actually a higher level civilization compared to what's gone previously because tends what tends to happen is you know shit gets wiped out we never knew never know what um what level that we could have actually attained because the kind of artifacts that you have to fall back on are solid things and they give you an indication of the way we might have lived life you know as opposed to being something that's fully concrete so we've just got basically a bunch of ideas about how we used to be and we think that we're at a high level right now in terms of uh in terms of civilization we are at the pinnacle of it but then if we are we should shouldn't be arrogant about it because there's definite pros and cons to what we're doing and so where i'm going with that is is we've built up this kind of civilization in society where technology has taken things to such a level where uh we we don't have to want for many things uh, if we're lucky enough to be in a third of the planet which has access to technology like the like the way we do but then because of that we've very much lost touch with how what is good healthy living which actually makes us genuinely fulfilled and happy mm. so you know being active being surrounded by people who care about you and you care about going to sleep and waking up with the rising and the falling of the sun that kind of thing um and and so we're in a phase where we have to learn all the intricacies of taking care of ourselves because even though it's something we've naturally done well for so long we're in a phase in our history where we just don't know how to do that anymore because all the signals for the ability to take care of ourselves are all over the shop you know mm. having light 24 hours of light um artificial light bright light um having hyper convenience hyper processed food um where you know we get tons of calories not not, not a lot of nourishment um all of the stimulus that we receive in our environment is hyper stressful um to the extent where it's not something that peaks your stress like like if a fucking tiger jumped out at you but something that is at a low level all the time and so it keeps raising your stress levels and um yeah and because we don't have to move about as anywhere near as much as we used to we're just you know we're practically sedentary creatures now so everything we know how to naturally do well which actually helps us take care of ourselves we just don't know how to do that anymore so there's even more necessity for us learning what we learn so that we can actually um help people to mm -hmm. actually live naturally, essentially in a way is uh, to yeah. live to live healthily is uh that was just one of the things that kind of came up while you were talking about that as well too like, have you ever, what like what have you thought about you know, like if, if you've ever thought about that kind of thing well not not say i've thought about it but i mean what you're saying is it makes, it makes total sense like when you were talking i was thinking like the guy from like barney rubble did he have a mortgage like didn't have a mortgage he just had a brontosaurus right like he was chilling <laughs> uh, and uh it's it's yeah, the flintstones is a historical fact in it <laughs> <laughs> bam bam rubble like that shit yeah. is real man um 
yeah, it's it, it, and there's, there's so many moving parts to it. But I think if we want to be in a position as personal trainers to offer help, offer advice, offer like some kind of better life, I think we've got to just know all the variables and know how they play out and how how those pieces interact. And like kind of, for instance, I had a client contact me yesterday, um, and he was a potential client. Uh, and he was talking about how his life is is very stressful, like extremely stressful, like uh, the kind of stress that you wouldn't wish on anyone. Um, yeah. And now it's it's kind of it's my job to help him almost unpack these things as well as work on his dorsiflexion. You know what I mean? So it's like it's like we've we've got we've got so many cool uh, roads to walk down. But it's it's that's where the skill of the coach has to be there. You know, I mean, you can't you can't just hire, you can't just call yourself a person. I almost I almost feel like this is going to go to word like, um, what's the word? Uh, like a, a qualification measure. Like you know, these all these like weekend courses that just just not involved. Like you can call yourself a, a fitness enthusiast or whatever you want to fucking call it right like you can you can you can have that word but you can't have personal trainer right because that would reclaim <laughs> yeah. that shit like that, that's that's yeah, yeah. the people that are actually like about it you know what i mean like you've got to you've got to come Maybe with your body come up with a new one man you yeah just gotta come up with a new one that's it that's it like you, you just um so my uh my husband's sister my husband my, my husband my <laughs> husband's God damn. That's a soundbite for you, G. I'm learning, I'm learning so much about you these I days. It, I said it three times before. My husband, my husband, my husband. Um, my sister's husband is uh, is a is a subject matter expert. He's actually a two-time subject matter expert. Like that's legit, right? Like in, in his field, he's he he's one of like I want to say two people in the world who has that kind of title. It's pretty crazy. Right. What does he and, do? And um, he works with computers. Like that's as that's as far as I know. Like he he's he's <laughs> He's basically the oracle. He's a subject matter expert, so you don't need to know. <laughs> he's like he's like the brown oracle, is what he is. If every if every comes on the podcast, that's gonna be his name, Brown Oracle. Oracle, <laughs> oracle Brown. <laughs> um, and he's uh, yeah, so basically because he's he's amassed these levels of like he's qualified here, he's qualified here, he's qualified there, he's proven himself here. Um, he can call himself a subject matter expert within his field. Whereas I've, I've, right. we've had this discussion as well, me and him, me and him, I myself have had a discussion whereby, like, in personal training, that doesn't really exist. It's like you can be you can be on the same board on the wall next to somebody who's qualified last week, and to, to the mm. to the to the world's eye, you're a personal trainer, same as they are. Um, mm. but, but it's it's definitely the onus just, just falls on us to differentiate for for the the, the simple fact that it's necessary, like. Super yeah. necessary. <laughs> Super necessary. We we gotta get those t-shirts, bad. Gotta get those t-shirts. Uh, that, that's that's coming, people. That's coming. But exactly. We've got eat motherfucker. And <laughs> we've got super necessary coming up. Super necessary. That's the one, man. That's the one. Yeah, I'm gonna send a free one to Street Jesus as well. Yeah. <laughs> that'll be lovely. That'll be awesome, man. Imagine a shout out from Street Jesus. That'll be that'll be epic. That would be hilarious, man. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, you know what? There's another way of looking at it, which is just bringing up the baseline level of standard so that when somebody qualifies as PT, you're like, okay, they deserve to be on that board along with somebody who's got that 20 years of experience, you know, that kind of thing. Because yeah. there's one thing I've been thinking about in terms of what's required of a PT is um, not just a certification and six weeks of, Here's a little bit about anatomy and physiology and 
and then you're good to go. I think um, I think it does need to be what I think what Shallows is onto is what needs to happen for education in the in the fitness industry. I think mm. it needs to be like that. I think it needs to be a almost like a university course where you are learning that kind of stuff to the to the fundamental degree which you know all the reviews like you talking about prescript the way you do is like yeah i have this now and i feel like that last final relay runner i can just sprint with it and and i can affect so many lives with this because it's giving you that confidence as well as the um prerequisite knowledge required to help people on a fundamental level where you can be like okay there's always risk attached to anything that anybody does any advice anybody gives any kind of training program that you put on but it's minimal compared to the benefit that i'm providing someone mm. um, because of all this knowledge and actionable knowledge that i've been able to pick up whereas you know a fitness enthusiast turned personal trainer um you start out and you know, you kind of forget to do your PARQ, you forget to do your physical activity readiness questionnaire, or you're in a class, and you're like, you know, anybody got any contraindications? Oh, no, okay, let's just move on. You just you just miss that there's three or four hands that go up, say, yeah, I've got a dodgy knee, I've got a dodgy back, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and then, you know, you're, you're not helping any, like the, the benefit that you're providing in terms of improving that person's fitness then gets outweighed by the fact that you just made them injury prone. Mm. So it's, uh, so we have to, yeah, we have to set the better baseline so that when you come into it, you have, uh, have a hell of a lot more going for you in terms of the benefit you can provide than, uh, the potential risk. And a lot of it also comes down to knowing what to do with somebody in front of you who presents with a bunch of different things and be like you know what actually this is not my wheelhouse uh, i'm going to refer you out i think part of that needs to needs to be educated properly as well mm-hmm. which is uh you know where do you send somebody um for a particular for a particular issue you know like how do you mm-hmm. build your network for that kind of thing is well there's there's lots of stuff but basically it comes down to improve the baseline that is required of people to come into the industry and uh, and that that makes a big difference um overall yeah there's a lot of stuff where you go on these weekend courses and um it's like you you can unpack it and you go actually this is like a two-year course i need to be on (laughs) yeah that's the level of information that's in there Mm -hmm. and and so yeah i feel like that that certainly needs to happen i think um Mm -hmm. there needs to be there needs to be that level to it we can we can uh we can pioneer a new way, G. How about that? We can pioneer a new way. Oh, I like I like <laughs> the one, bro. I've that somewhere before. Oh, somewhere, I've somewhere. It's some like big things coming from this pioneering place. Keep an eye out, people. Keep an eye out. Yeah. <laughs> it's change, it's all, on it's the, all, change on the wind. That's all that can be said for now. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah, man. But uh, yeah, it's, that that's a. Uh, something to look forward to for sure um and then mm-hmm. do you know what i've got to throw in i've got to throw in nick daniel into the conversation a little bit as well because yeah he's definitely somebody who he can probably test this himself like recently being caught in that pt kind of mentality of loads of hours stressed and 
um, in a senior position. So it's kind of probably easier for him to take the paycheck and just kind of chill with it. But then actually somebody who's so interested in, in learning more and giving better value and actually improving the fitness industry um, that he's gone away and actually kind of left a, a comfortable post to put himself through school again, uh, go through chiropractic college, um, and then provide his own internship, which I was also like, I think we're on week 13 next week. And that's, that's running for another five weeks, um, five or four weeks. And uh, yeah, that, that's, that's the, he's also helping to correct that, that status quo, right? Where people have just gotten used to being, okay, I've done a, I've done a six week qualification. It's like, but now you're supposed to be able to program for six years. How is that going to work? Like kind of, you, you know, you know, seven exercises, right? There's, there's, there's just, there's just, it's, it's, it's like, it's like almost the same, like, Oh, I've, I've taken, I've listened to like a, a CD on how to speak Spanish. And now I speak Spanish. Yeah. No, you don't. It's like you just, you just heard a CD like that. That's as far as your qualification goes. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's it's I think it's the more the more people like that that we have in the industry, the better. And I, think I was like I said earlier, like the stage is set for us to definitely to 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 be amongst the people that change the 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 landscape for sure. And that mm. that I think coming with clients that we have the chance. In my opinion, I think we hold the power in that sense to to like you said earlier, work with a client or not work with a client. And sometimes when it's when it's working with a client i know how you are i know how i am it's like fully full investment like we're we're, we're, we're going out to, to together change this this life you know what i mean to make them effective um and then that cycle continues like i don't know how many how many clients you've had come to you and say i want to be personal trainer as well like i, I want to be this i want to do what you do because i feel like you give so much value or give you give kind of that feel good factor is there so much and I'm literally just recently like two more and if I'd counted the amount of clients I think that I've had through my entire life that have said to me at one point or another that I would like to do this for a profession, I swear it's like close to 20 clients that I've just said, like, I'll qualify. And some of them, some of them have gone away and done it. And some of them are still kind of knocking on that door and being like, yeah, I'd like to like to just do a course on the side and just kind of have the qualification, but then continue learning more. And it's like, because they're, they're a part of the process. They're part of the process. They've kind of been indoctrinated through the right channels, which, which, <laughs> a lot of the times way way better than half the pts you see like people that kind of just get into the industry for for the money you know what i mean for the for the wrong reasons mm. that's mm. that's wicked that's such an uh that's inspiring like 20 yeah. people will be like i want to do what you do this is how impactful you've been to me yeah man it's, it's really cool to see it's really cool to see because because you know that those are the kind of people that go home and talk about it and like it's not it's not to talk about it to, to get me another client like i like that's not the important thing the, the important thing mm. is that they now feel the benefit of improving their sleep. They now feel the benefit of having more confidence because they lifted an extra two kilos today. And yeah. they know that how, how effective that's been in their life to make them achieve mm. their goals. But then their, their want to save the next life is there as well because it's like, okay, you could, you could, if, you just, if you just lifted this weight and you did it with the physical being, you know, your mental being could actually come along a lot further as well. Like, like yeah. a, win, a win in this setting. I'm sure you can talk on, on the neurology of this, but like, a win in a physical sense is probably um, akin to like having hardwired in the brain, like just wins in a multitude of settings, right? Like kind of yeah. you probably perceive it the same way, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like basically to the to your nervous system, a win is a win. It's like it doesn't mm -hmm. matter where it comes from. It's just it is what it is. Um, 
That's yeah, that's amazing. It's that, that's the thing that gets me jacked up is having that effect on people where they're able to affect their circles uh, with the same information. It's like so people I would never have met before will have the same benefit of the information I've imparted on my client. And uh, and that's that's yeah, that's just what it's about, man. <laughs> so that always gets me pumped up. And uh, it was amazing. Like I, my client just told me this week and it was like, it was super, it was like super humbling to hear it as well. And um, she just goes, uh, it is because like they're with extended family now as well. And, uh, and so they're hanging around around the dinner table. Just basically she was saying, it's like, there's hardly a conversation now where you don't come up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I love that. I was like no way i was like oh man uh, it's like uh, so what kind of shit are you speaking huh yeah. <laughs> like uh, it, uh, yeah that was that was really that was like very that was really nice to hear but it's also that's the that's the impact that's, that's going down right now and that's that's what's so important about it too right man we need that like um what was the show that i was watching like i remember mad men have you watched mad men before with john ham yeah um, i never watched it I- couple episodes right a couple episodes i think he was talking about like one of the episodes here i think he's an ad agency he does like marketing for ad agency like um uh and they're basically talking about making something a household name i think it was a cereal or it was a pack of cigarettes or something but Mm. imagine a world where like personal trainers are 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 a household name like kellogg's it's like oh we're in the sandu coaching like kind of that that's that's a that's a household name what the landscape would just be ridiculous, right? Like that, that's, yeah. that's, that's a, a really affected, effective um, place to live. You know what I mean? Like, and if you talk about these kind of like higher life forms that built this, uh, built these pyramids, but maybe, maybe we're going to get pissed off one day and just float <laughs> away, float away and be like, no, to hell with you guys. Can't be asked anymore. And, uh, yeah. It was, uh, it was pyramids were built aliens, man. Look into yeah. it. Built by, personal, <laughs> built by personal traders who just didn't give a shit no more. They were Aztec personal traders built that shit. So it's a host the first personal trader games today, yeah. we have, today we have crossfitters who just do it in their honor that's what that's the yeah. story behind that g that's the story behind that exactly they don't know but that's what they're doing that's exactly too right too right that's the one there yeah that I'm would sure. be that'd be a hell of a yeah could you imagine the the household name well what are the what are the household names is this the, the only ones you can think of the famous ones the only thing one i can think of is joe wicks mm, yeah mr motivator Oh yeah, back in the day, <laughs> Mister Motivator. Like he gets a shout out now and then, um, and then you get like the old one who like remember like uh, Steve Reeves as Hercules, and like uh, Jeff Capes. Jeff Capes being like world's strongest man, UK Jeff world's strongest man. Um, right. But that they're going, to, they're they're like feats of strength people, right? They're not like kind of uh, obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, mm. and like you have like Jack Lelaine, who uh, like super famous back in the day, but. Mm. I, I want like you know how like, Anthony Pettis was on like the Wheaties box. Like I, I want, I want to see Gorinda Sandu on like a box of box of Frosties. And just be like, great, <laughs> do your breathing, Gerald. Okay. Not great. Not great. <laughs> yeah, not great. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> not great. <laughs> That's it, man. <laughs> like, what is it reverse advertising? It's like, no, we don't. <laughs> how do we? <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. That's gonna happen to you. That's it. That's, that's I've, I've I've laid I've laid it out there in the universe now. Gorinda Sandu yeah, will be on a, we'll be on a box of some gluten free cereal one day. We got got to reach out on the box of Mister Prempies. Yes, <laughs> combine there the we two. Go. Oh yes, come on now. 
that has to happen. Organic, go, bro. free, dairy free, vegan friendly, sick ass desserts, man. Just, That's a just, little plug. Perfect. Could you could you win at life any more than that? Could you be yeah. healthy, healthy with a smile on your face because you've got a lovely bit of like bit of goodness, bit of goodness yeah. about chow down on. You got exactly. you got Gorinda's face to look at. I mean, like, could you be life life don't get much better? I mean, exactly. That's it. That's it. Let's go. Al Pacino over here. That's where, yeah. where, where's the uh, the accent's coming? The accent's coming. Yes, it's going away. I don't know if I can do a Tony Montana properly, man. Yeah. Hmm. Say hello to my little friend. Catch me every time. <laughs> you definitely can. You definitely can, G. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, the podcast is coming where we just sit down and we just, uh, I just, I just pick up a name card and I'm like, G, do it. G, do it. Go, go. And you, just, you just go away, comb your hair slightly differently, come back as, uh, come back as some random character. Yeah, man. Just, uh, yeah, we'll go from all the way from like set of woman to goodwill hunting to gladiator Perfect. to American history X. And just throw that it. one in there. I love it. <laughs> I need. I, do you know what? Fil- films is something that I need to catch up on. There's, there, there's this, there's this. Uh, do, you, do you watch Netflix? Ever watch Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I mm. haven't actually. What's crazy is like during lockdown, I've barely. I don't even think I've looked at it. <laughs> I, I, I actually deleted Netflix at the start of lockdown because I was like, this is gonna consume my life. Sure. Go, like, please. I'll, I'll join you again one day. But now you need to go. Like, uh, right. that's like, yeah. uh, like, okay. I've got more time in my hands now. I've got to yeah. stop the things that are going to eat that time like that's straight true. away you just knew it you just knew it that's amazing it has to go like legit i think, I think what, two weeks into lockdown i i'd locked on to to doing jordan's course and then yeah. uh and then obviously get rid of netflix and then nick nick came along with his one i was like oh shit i've got no time now um yeah but there's there's a there's a really cool documentary that everyone's talking about it was called uh otural which is about like the the rise of the ottoman empire um okay how do you everyone, I couldn't tell you, bro. I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you. I'm gonna have to go on there and just like frenetic that shit out and uh, try try and uh, try try to get somewhere with it, or just message my cousin. Bilal was talking about it, and uh, yeah, okay. yeah, he uh, when he comes on, he'll definitely talk more about it. But um, nice. yeah, yeah, are, are we are we set with uh, guests for next week? Oh yeah, man. Yeah, we're good. Oh, okay, okay, nice, nice. Yeah. You want you want you want to give us? Also, I should probably give us a little tease. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so next week we've got a we've got a guest coming on, and I work with this guy uh, at, at UP. He currently still works with UP. He's out in UP Hong Kong. Um, they've had their own little ins and outs, shake it all about with uh, with lockdown over in Hong Kong. So yeah. uh, he'll be able to touch on that a little bit. And he's uh, he's a a super trainer. Like in my in my idea of like Jordan Jordan talks about like Mount Rushmore of personal trainers, and there's like. There's like he would put like Charles Poliquin on there and like Christian Tubido on there and and uh, a load of other ones, right? But I think in terms of our level of personal, like my level of personal trainer, uh, Simon Simon Dutton is his name. He's definitely on my Mount Rushmore of personal trainers, just just for being a, a, a sick guy and somebody who just like puts it all on the line for being a sick personal trainer, sick mentor. So he will be on the show next week. Uh, definitely tune into that if you're, in, if you're into fitness you're into health you're into people that again like changed are, are changing the landscape by applying themselves Simon's definitely that guy amazing that's a hell yeah. of an intro <laughs> yeah man he's, 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 do you know what he's, he's a guy he lives up to it man he definitely lives up to it he uh, yeah, yeah you'll, you'll enjoy next week man for sure 
Oh, wicked. Um, so that's, that's, that's even got me even more jacked up for it now. Too right, man. He belongs in the Mount Rushmore PTs. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a level right there. Too right, too right. I think, I think I've got to, I've got to put. Who else would you put on that Mount Rushmore PTs of people that you know? I think, I think because he is a PT, Sylvie has definitely got to go on mine. Like, yeah. uh, just, just, just for the sheer insanity of it. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> he, he makes you a lot, man. He just gives you oh, something. Because, because find your baseline. Just, yeah, just because, because you ain't been, never been here before. But, but exactly, uh, yeah, man. You, you think like this is your this is your roof. You're going to train up to here, and mm. uh, you're gonna see that you're just capable of so much more when uh, when he's done with you, man. It's epic. That's it, one. That's it. I think, I think you talk about like kind of uh, raising your HRV by being hydrated. It's like Sylvia will just make that shit go up by looking at it. And just be like, hey, <laughs> what? Like, okay, okay, I'll put it up, man. Don't 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 mess with me, man. Don't don't try and choke me out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's going up, man. Too right, no, no, G. Um, yeah, yeah. So Simon will be on next week, um, and then the week is the week after, week after, or two weeks after. Uh, yeah, whenever, whenever you can, man. Okay, okay. So we got, yeah, we got two PTs potentially coming on in the next couple of weeks. So uh, really, really making it about the uh, the up and coming health health game with uh, with our other personal trainers. So yeah, we'll let you know more about that one when it's time. Yeah. When it's time. Yeah, got some good conversations coming up. People giving their giving a different perspective on mm. uh, the PT game, as well as uh, uh, yeah, as well as just yeah, good conversation coming up. Different perspectives. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it as well because yeah, someone like Simon, like that would be yeah, that would be interesting. You guys have worked have worked together. Um, yeah, I, I don't know who he is as well, so that's going to be a good conversation as well. Just learn about someone like him. We're talking to Hong Kong, especially. Mm. Uh, um, what does he enjoy working with and all that kind of stuff and wh what he sees happening out there mm. um, what's the differences between like you know what might be the difference between people who he's trained out there versus trained here um, kind of vibe he gets in terms of what the health and fitness scene is like over there as well as you know, his take on what it is to live up to your physical potential well there you, there you go Simon get answering bro get answering yeah <laughs> yeah man. very good episode that will be. Shall we leave the conversation there today? Let's go, guys. Let's go. Have a great, have a great, uh, great rest of your Sunday, people. We'll sign out here. We yeah, appreciate, it, man. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, guys, if you're enjoying what we're hearing, uh, what you're hearing, then uh, please subscribe and share it with your friends. It's important to get a conversation out there about uh, you know how to live up to your physical potential, basically. And um, yeah, if you've got any questions for us, fire them along. We are easily reachable on Instagram at Evolve Achieve Thrive. And um, yeah, we're looking forward to that conversation next week. I hope you are too. Take it easy, people. At ease.